Good morning, good afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world, whenever you are watching this at home. My name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number two. Number two. Ruthless Talk, man. Brian, we survived an episode. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We are still here, man. Um, Still here. I'm pretty much still on a high from the uh, that the first episode has already been what two days ago uh, two um, days ago yeah yeah man um it is it's it's crazy man i um i'm just i'm so glad that we have, have finally gotten the ball rolling with this man um and i yeah, want me to too. thank everybody who has already watched um episode one if you haven't watched this uh episode one already then i don't know what you're doing you gotta click off of this show and you gotta go watch episode number one that's the first most we talk about monday night raw segments had a little bit of fun with that um but yeah man if you haven't seen that go check that out before you tune into uh this episode today man so today is thursday so today we are talking aew dynamite from last night um, wednesday january 4th of 2023 but of course we have to start off this show with a cold open and that cold open um is first going to talk about um ratings now I'll admit, guys, um, I screwed up. <laughs> I, um, for some reason, um, which we will first, do from time to time, <laughs> which, which we do. Listen, I, I listen, I, I, I admit, you know, I do research. I make sure I have the facts. But trust me, if for some reason I do blunder, I do make a blunder or a, a botch, as I like to call it, then I will let you guys know. So trust me, I will make sure I always have the facts for you guys. But, um, but I went back and did my research and. For uh, for Friday Night SmackDown, which was the final episode of 2022, um, SmackDown ratings um, were over a 2.5. And now I mentioned that, um, you know, I was disappointed the fact that it didn't reach that 2.5 mm-hmm. um, rating, but it did. Um, ratings did update. It did start from a 2.4. And now we it is at um, it is updated to a 2.6. So, hey, you know what? golf clap you know that's yeah. kind of what we expected absolutely does that does that remain at a 2.6 uh remains to be seen <laughs> but uh but anyway man so just wanted to kind of clear the air of that um because i know i'm sure some fans out there who are watching this do um make do uh keep updates with ratings and i'm sure people hear my uh statement and thinking wait james that's false don't worry i double checked it's all good it's all cleared so Um, So that was that. And then let's get into Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Raw's ratings from this past Monday. So Monday Night Raw, their average uh, rating, of course, if any updates do happen with ratings, I will be the first one uh, to make that um, make that announcement to you guys. But as of right now, Monday Night Raw's ratings, overall ratings was a one point six. So. Triple H barely <laughs> survived of 1.5. If I'm Triple H, Brian, I would take that one that 1.6. The fact that I barely even survived above a 1.5 and just running home with it. So yeah, uh, your, pretty your much. Thoughts uh, of the rating and your thoughts of the overall show, and that that you got some some days to kind of sleep on it and think about it. Yeah, uh, you know, kind of. I guess it, it doesn't shock me so much that that those are the ratings. Um, you know, as we'll get into it here, I, I I will probably geek out a little bit about this AEW show last night. So, um, you know, in comparison to the two shows, uh, if I was rating them on a scale of one to ten, I would say you know Raw from this past Monday night was a two three, 
And in my opinion, AEW was a seven, eight. Um, so I, you know, I, I see why, you know, the one many people turning in to, to Monday night raw, um, it just wasn't a whole lot there. So, uh, something needs to change. Hopefully it does, does come sooner than later, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the ratings are what they are because that's where they kind of deserve to be right now. Yeah, absolutely, man. No doubt. Um, and that is just, and that is the average, the average rating. Uh, I'm just happy there's what 1.5 million other schmoes out there still tuning in, tuning in with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, there are still going to be, there's still going to be fans out there that's like us, you know, right. Anyway. Um, but yeah, um, that is the average rating from start to finish, but I do tend to also look at Brian, like the, um, the ratings by hour. And what mm-hmm. really catches me a lot, um, is the third hour of the show. The third hour of the show was a 1.3 man. Um, that is like really, really concerning number. And I know this for right. a fact as well, because triple H has said this himself. Um, he does not know how to book the third hour. He has stated many a times that he wants to get rid of that third hour. He doesn't know Mm -hmm. how to book it and it clearly shows. And like you said before, the ratings are what they are. And you know, it's, you know, you look at that third hour, there's really nothing much to get excited, nothing to look forward to. And of course, no cliffhangers really. I mean, we talked about the Austin theory, Seth Rollins match. Uh, yes, great match. Right. But Mm -hmm. you know, there's no cliffhanger. There's nothing for us as the audience to say, I need to tune in next week. There's just isn't. And the third and the ratings and the statistics statistics show you, um, you know, that none of just like us, you know, cause I'm sure we're not alone in this. Uh, people feel the same way. Yeah. And, you know, I understand. And now, and, and like I said before, in the introduction of, of episode one, you know, we all have our favorite wrestlers, right? We, we all, you know, we'll, We'll all geek out about the bangers and all of the other <laughs> stuff, right? But yep. again, is that making the show better? You know, we can always talk about our opinions and our favorite wrestlers, but when it comes down to, you know, figuring out what this what this company needs to do to get back to where at least used to be, where somewhat used to be, um, right. then we got to be honest with ourselves. Um, and like I said, if we look at statistics and numbers, it's given proof. So. Mm-hmm. But um, but anyway, man, let's uh, let's go ahead and move on Uh, before we also get into dynamite. There is one other uh, big breaking news story that kind of has been uh, around the wrestling world. And that was the return of Sasha Banks. Yes. Um, The boss. Sasha Banks, though, does say she does make her goodbyes on Twitter, um, saying goodbye to Vince, saying goodbye to Triple H. Um, not sure exactly what that means. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, explain what I mean in just a second, but. Oh yeah. Uh, I didn't yeah, see she, any of that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's all oh. up on Twitter. Um, okay. saying kind of her, her goodbyes, which was, you would think that she is no longer under contract. She is officially going into as a free agent, but I have a little, some little information about that, but we'll get into that in just a second, but I all right, looking about, forward to it. I want to talk about Sasha, a.k.a. uh, Mercedes. Um, She made her return to professional wrestling. Um, She was at Wrestle Kingdom in the Tokyo Dome. She made her um, her return to professional wrestling, pretty much um, NJP Wrestling, New Japan, 
um, she was face to face with Kyrie or Kyrie Zane. I don't know, Brian, if you remember Kyrie Zane. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh Mm -hmm. She was face to face with her new look, new attire and everything. And I just got to say this, Brian, before I go any further, it's just so good to see this woman just back in wrestling. I understand it's not WWE, but just seeing her doing what she loves and i know she gets a bad a huge bad rap man and it's just like you know she goes into business for herself and she cries and she moans and you know she walked out because she's selfish and all this bullshit Mm -hmm. right that you hear when all sasha banks or mercedes vernando ever wanted was just some was just some respect man and the respect on that name but I exactly. mean, she's she's one because of the people that carried it for people want to admit it or not. This woman is one of the greatest women's wrestlers on this planet. Yeah, I am for sure. not saying that because I am a fan. I am saying that because it is a fact. Her if you watch her matches, if you watch her her fandom and her fan base and how mm-hmm. she is looked upon even from people outside of the company from WWE we hear people like Jade Cardgill and many other AEW or other wrestlers from outside of the company they said their their dream match is always talking about Sasha Banks gee i wonder <laughs> why <laughs> right so you know man and it's just you know it's talking about unprofessionalism you know but here's the thing we also talk about Charlotte Flair lately Charlotte Flair has been beloved right mm-hmm. since she's been she's returned um and yet but here's the thing like you know we want to talk unprofessionalism about Mercedes and all that you know the one unprofessional I mean but here's the thing with Charlotte Flair is selling in matches mm-hmm. like you can't tell me that's not professionalism or you know what I mean? Like, right, right. Never. This is never what you do. This is all, right. Right. Yeah. She she has never liked to sell at all. Um, Her matches with Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey and others. Sasha Banks, what makes her great. It's not just her offensive movesets. Right. Because that's what we geek and just like absolutely just, you know, go nuts and sure wire about. Right. You know, it's about <clears throat> the selling. It's about mm-hmm. the in-ring psychology. It's about, you know how you hold yourself as a, as a performer, Sasha Banks does that better than anybody or Mercedes. I got to start calling her Mercedes, man. I, I know it's going to take a little getting used to call. Yeah. There's times where I'm going to call her Sasha. And then there's times where I'm going to call <laughs> right. her Mercedes, but anyway, um, but yeah, man, I, the moral of the story is man. And I'm going to get to you, Brian, in, in a few seconds here. Um, I'm just tired of fan of fans, just dragging this woman's name in the dirt because all this woman ever wanted was just to elevate women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. And here is a lot of, because whether people also want to admit this or not, Sasha Banks is a part of everybody's best match. She is. You look at, here's a few examples. You ready yeah. for this, Brian? NXT TakeOver with Bailey. Arguably yeah, one of Bailey's best matches. Yeah. Becky Lynch. Hell in a Cell 2019. Do you remember that match before the whole build when she returned as a heel? Oh, right. The whole yeah. blue hair, right? Yep. That whole mean streak. I still remember it to this day. Yeah. Right. Even Charlotte Flair. Good. Charlotte Flair, her best matches were always with Sasha Banks. You can also make an argument with Asuka, right? Asuka, even ba- Bailey's other match uh, was Hell in a Cell during the Thunderdome era. Yeah, uh, I believe it was two years ago. <clears throat> Again, and like I said, I can go, I can go on. I can go mm-hmm. on and on. 
And we talk about Charlotte Flair, about how she is elevating the women's division. How is she elevating the women's division, period? Right. You know, I, I set a perfect example about Friday Night SmackDown when she she just rolls up Ronda Rousey, making her look like a geek, and then just completely, you know, making Raquel an afterthought in the process. Like, yeah. How is yeah. that helping the business? It doesn't. Sasha right. Banks, you know, she doesn't need a title. She's never wanted just to have a title, you know, you know, and just to shut her up, right? All she wants is respectful booking. That's all she wanted. Since she's walked into this business, Brian, she has not been given the time of day. I know she's she has title reigns. I understand all that. But mm -hmm. if you look at her title reigns, bro, they have never held more than maybe two to three months. Her first four title reigns. Look it up. I'm telling you. I think yeah. her first reign was around 28. Then I think their second reign was not even two weeks. I think it was eight days. And then the second was like about 30 days. It's pathetic. That's really, that's it. That, that's short. That's not give it. That's not good booking. That's not a title reign. Yeah. And if she's not in the title picture. She's just thrown in a tag team. For right. what reason? I don't know. But <laughs> your thoughts, Brian, I'm going to have you have the floor. So, yeah, as far as Sasha goes, so I, I'm not on Twitter. And so I, I don't know. I don't follow or know as closely, you know, the, the Twitter and the social media aspect of, you know, things that have been said, things that have been done. So I just look at it, you know, from a, a strictly what she brings to the wrestling business, the women's division, and she's been amazing. You know, obviously, you know, you can go back to the four horsewomen, you know, all of them had a hand in elevating women's sports entertainment, no doubt. All, I think all four of them equally in their own way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you had to give me a choice, like, uh, who do I want to see a match with? Charlotte Flair or Sasha Banks? I'm choosing Sasha Banks. And I do feel that, you know, it Flair is in a tough position. You know, she's never going to live down the name. The the names, it just is what it is. So mm -hmm. it's a tough position. And, you know, I, I understand, you know, sometimes from a business point, you you know, you're, I guess they're just looking at a, well, this is a, a recognizable name uh, worldwide, probably more than Sasha Banks, just because of the ties to, to Rick, of course. Um, but yeah, I'm not a fan of putting on the belt on Flair right now. Uh, but back to Sasha, you know, I I'm excited to see where she goes uh, from here. You know, it it's still kind of unclear exactly. Uh, I, I assume she'll be in New Japan for a little bit, uh, maybe if hopefully a few matches. I don't know. Um, so all we really saw of her was the entrance, but amazing entrance. You know, the anticipation's been building. So all around good to see. I'm glad she's back. Yeah, absolutely, man. It is so good to see this woman back, man. Mercedes yeah. Monet. Mercedes Monet. Monet. Yeah, that's gonna. I'm gonna have to get used take, to that a little bit. Take but... my Monet. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh, uh, sorry, man. I know I'm gonna throw in some some dad jokes and. <laughs> no worries. Anyway, anyway, we move on. Um, but yeah, man. Um, let, I'm gonna go into more of this this return here real quick before we get into dynamite. Sure. So walks out to the ring. Like I said, new attire. New mm -hmm. hair, Kaiva looks looks freaking awesome. Lo uh, yeah, love the absolutely, look. Yep, absolutely awesome. Um, she gets into the ring and she extends Kyrie's hand. Um, and Kyrie is such a sweetheart, by the way. She really like in real life. I'm sure she is, man. She mm -hmm. she shakes her hand, and if you know Mercedes and her her shtick and her type of ways, you knew that this wasn't going to end well for her. Yeah, uh, she ends up trying to put her in this new finishing move. So she they're pretty so she lifts Kyrie Zane uh 
back to back off of the canvas. So she's up on um onto Mercedes onto her back. Okay. Feet are up off the canvas, and the move is pretty much twisting her while she lands on her feet, and then the the move is then hitting her into a DDT. Um, okay. If you see if if people who have Twitter, people I'm sure they there's training videos of her, um, you know, going through this new finishing move. It actually looks really well. I mean, it's Sasha Banks; she can make any freaking move. Really, really, really. Good. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, I, I dig the finishing move. However, this the unfortunately the finishing move was botched. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately for some reason, and it's not it's not Mercedes' fault. For some reason, Kyrie um landed on her knees as opposed to as she twisted midair she decided to land she did not land on her feet when she twisted midair she for some reason landed on her knees but okay i will give i will give mercedes so much credit she still made the ddt look good because as, as Kyrie's still going uh is going down onto her knees as she's falling down she still delivers the ddt as she's going down Okay. I mean, this shows you how yeah. good this woman is. Yeah, I didn't see any of that. So like this, right? And make it look like still like maybe not still a pretty smooth. Bucks. Yeah, right. still not maybe not a million bucks, but still you know smooth. You know, right? And and, and that's what I mean about and yeah and and people are gonna are already also harping about oh it's botched and then <laughs> yeah. also the crowd I'm you know obviously the crowd is like it's it's a it's it's the Tokyo Dome it's you know people are not you know there's gonna be di different types of crowds with different types of energy. You know I mean? Sure. It, fans were really expecting a pop, like a loud pop you would get from a Chicago crowd or anywhere from here in the States. Then. Yeah. I, I it's just a different, different ball game over there. It's yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what people are thinking because people right. wanted to bring that up and, you know, you know, bring Sasha down because of the crowd reaction. I'm like, dude, give me a break. Right. Um. Anyway. um. But yeah, man. And then Sasha says a few words um, on the microphone pretty much laying the challenge down to Kyrie. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I believe they're going to face each other for that IWGP women's championship. Kyrie is the IWGP women's champion for those who don't know and don't right. watch new Japan and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And then that was pretty much, pretty much it. So now listen, I'm not going to harp on Kyrie, you know, a botch is, I understand this, this moment it did, it had a little bit of dampering because of the botch, but I'm not going to harp on it too much, man. Kyrie, she's such she's so good at what she does. She's such a tremendous she performer. Yep. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harp on her. Um, on this this obviously there was had to be some sort of miscommunication here. Um, so I'm not gonna harp on it too much, man. But but yeah, man. Um, outside of that, um, it is so good to see um to see Mercedes back in professional wrestling for sure. Now there's already rumblings about her in AEW and Brian, I'm going to take this to you before we get into dynamite in uh, mm -hmm. just a second here, uh, your thoughts and these rumblings about, about, I almost called her Sasha again <laughs> about Mercedes and her potential um, return to AEW. Because the reason why I say that is because if people don't know, she is still under, the WWE roster on their public page, which mm -hmm. I find weird because here's why, because if she is on this public, she, if she is still on this roster, then you would think that she is still under contract with world wrestling entertainment. And they maybe freezed her contract because, um, you know, they don't, you know, so, so the fact if she's going to actually go to AEW, then you would definitely oh. think that the relation, you would think that that contract is terminated or, 
WWE just effed up. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, so it's just it's it's really odd to me, man, which is why I think something is just up. Something doesn't seem right here when I see that. But Brian, your thoughts, I'm gonna have you take the floor. Yeah, so I think it's still kind of a mystery. And and just as you were saying that, you know, um, because AEW uh, uh, surely in the past couple of years has, has been a little bit more open with people going over to New Japan or Ring of Honor or having their own little thing. And but recently, um, you know, I, I don't know if you've heard of the the Great Muda's, you know, kind of retirement tour. And so uh, Nakamura went over there, which is, um, to my knowledge, maybe the first uh, WWE, like, you know, under contract and they let him go over there. He is. Yep. Yeah, yeah so Nakamura. Yep. yeah um so then you know does that open the door for then you know sasha to still be affiliated with the w or back in wwe and still you know is that door open now or um but i'd love to see her in aew uh for sure um and we'll get into it a little bit more as you know the we break down the aew show and just what i like as a wrestling fan but at this point, I'd much rather see, if they do it right, I'd much rather see Sasha in AEW than WWE right now. Mm. And I say that with the caveat that I've been high on a couple, you know, Ruby Soho, she did have the injury, but I was really excited when she came over. Kind of not so much has happened. You know, she's just getting back from injury and, and maybe a couple more. Um but anyway, bringing it back to Sasha, yeah, I we kind of still don't know where she's going. I think wherever she goes, it's going to be money. She's going to have great matches, and uh, I hope it's AEW right now. Yeah, well, we'll see, man. We shall see, because wherever this woman goes, people will follow. Maybe yeah. Whether you like her or not, she is an attraction. So, mm -hmm. um, But yeah, man, and, and one last thing, man. Um, again, people want to talk about her unprofessionalism, um, that all she cares about is herself. You know, all that she cares about is the money and, you know, just going into business for herself and that type of thing. I want to bring up one last memory here. And I want to talk about WrestleMania. I think it was 37 against Bianca Belair. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, but I think it was WrestleMania 37. And uh, I'm not too sure, but I, yeah, I'll I believe it was WrestleMania you, yeah. 37 from the uh -huh. top of my head. It was night one. It was the main event of WrestleMania. Okay. And... Bianca Belair wins the title. It was pretty much the hype of two, you know, African American females in the main yeah. event of WrestleMania. Uh -huh. And I don't know if you've seen this video, Brian, but there's a video of when the match was over. Sasha Banks is um, on the floor, um, ringside, and mm -hmm. she's like selling her injuries. And you know, usually when you see the winner of the match, especially in a grand stage like Mania, the loser or the heel would kind of just sneak like you know would walk to the back like unnoticed right let the winner have the moment they're and... selling her wounds and you can see her and you can tell like she can't hold back her smile in mm -hmm. this video because she is so proud of what she's done in this match yeah. to elevate bianca belair and this women's division right? for sure and on, on a lot of different Sasha levels Banks wants to do yeah is to elevate women's division and for herself in segments where she can elevate herself. Yeah. That's all she wants. And I, it, it, I, I am correct me if I'm of, wrong. I am tired of fans coming to me and spewing out on social media and all this other bullshit that all she cares about is herself, you know, that she she doesn't like she left because she doesn't want to take a loss. Bullshit. 
it's all I, I, she's now. taken a lot of L's that's <laughs> in my and recollection. That's, yeah, well, she, and well, it's also because they also have no, they never had a direction for her. Yeah, they throw her in a tag team, like in a women's division. Like, come on, man, we knew where this women's division or tag division, I should say, is going. Right. You know what I mean? And that's because if she's not in the tag division, then she is in that title picture, winning it and then losing it within less than two weeks. Mm hmm. Like, so just give her, it's like, here's the thing. You don't need to give her a title just to shut her up. That's not what she wants. All she wants <clears throat> is for you to give her a chance. Vince mm -hmm. McMahon and even Triple H have not given her the ball to just let her rock. Right. They haven't. The, the only relevant title was obviously her times in NXT, of course, but yeah. I'm just talking main roster. She's had her moments. I agree. I understand. You know, fans are going to say, oh, well, but she's had her moments, though. She's been a good. I get all of that. She's held titles. I understand. But mm -hmm. outs, but she again, it's never about just winning a title to shut her up. Just put her in meaningful segments where she can elevate people because yeah. she's that good. Right. And I don't understand this every time I just and I'm not saying this as a fan, guys. I'm saying this because I have studied and watched this woman for seven years and mm -hmm. how how her performances, her, her promos, her segments, and she has done nothing with the, the little chances that she has been given. She has hit home run after home run or yeah. even a grand slam. And I'd I'm agree. Just tired of people throwing dirt onto her name. And I just want to make my message clear about that. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in agreement with all that. And back to the mania match real quick. I, I believe it wasn't that the match, like, uh, you know, the bell rings and they both kind of meet in the middle. And I mean, I, if I remember, I mean, they were both in tears because they realized yeah. the moment I mean, even before the match. They were right. Right. But yeah. No, but, so, but Sasha Banks is selfish. You know, she, she all she cares about is herself, James. Oh, yeah. But then there's Charlotte <laughs> Flair, who who n never likes to sell at all. And right. Just makes everybody look horrible because she doesn't want to do her part of her job. You know, yeah. and again, and that's no shade to her as a person. I'm sure she's a great person. Ashley Flair. But as a performer and not wanting to sell men, like if that's not unprofessionalism, then yeah, I don't know what to say to people. And, you know, as far as the yeah, the selfishness comments go, like I said, I'm not on Twitter, so I, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't know the extent of that. But my take on it is these are professional wrestlers. They're they're essentially in business for themselves, you know. So, um, acts. You know, you you gotta yeah. At certain points, you're you're gonna have to put your foot down or or say no or or you know whatever it is because you're you're betting on yourself and they're, you're putting your your body, your life on the Absolutely. line. You're away from family. You know, there's a lot of things that go into it. So, I think for all wrestlers or or for anybody in an industry like that, you you have to you have to look out for yourself for sure. You know, I'm gonna end it with this, and we'll get into and we'll get into dynamite. Uh, right now, I'm going to end it with this. I'm just speaking about any person at all, who, whatever job they have. If you're a lawyer, a doctor, a teacher, you know, if you know how great you are at what you do, mm -hmm. are you just going to sit there and just let your boss or whoever is in charge of you just, you know, drag you down? Or are you going to stand up for yourself right? and tell the boss, listen, like I'm better than this. I can do way better than this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like any other, you know, Sasha Banks. Yeah. She, did she go to into business or for herself? Absolutely. But you know what? 
she did it because she's doing it for reasons like you talked about at Wrestle with WrestleMania 37 because of elevating the women's division and making the business better. Yeah. Yeah, like you were saying, as far as making it better, I mean, just that match alone, again, you just for the women in general, to African-American women headlining, main eventing WrestleMania, that's huge, that's huge. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I'm a fan of her. I, I've never, uh, you know, really understood all the shade and, and I don't hear a lot of it, most of it probably. So I'm just excited for a return, you know, plain and simple. Yeah, man. It is, it is great to see her back. And, uh, we will definitely uh, look forward to seeing what she, what she does next between, uh, her and Kyrie, man, should be mm -hmm. a lot of fun. Sasha Banks guys is back. Mercedes Monet is back in professional wrestling. All right, man, let's finally get into AW Dynamite, man. This was Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. Uh, Dynamite was in Seattle, Washington tonight. Um, mm -hmm. So our, our number one starts off with Pyro. You got to like Pyro, some fireworks <laughs> and stuff like that. I right. do like shows that start off like that. There's times in WWE yeah, yeah. where they, there's just no Pyro. You just uh -huh. hear like Jimmy Smith or Kevin Patrick. Oh, welcome, everyone, to uh, Monday Night Raw. Today we yeah. got some great action for you today. And uh yeah, <laughs> you know, enjoy the show, everybody. Like, and by by two minutes, bro, I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, and you know, start anyway, off with a bang, man. Exactly. But we move on. So, and obviously, and that's what I feel like they did. And they did, and and we'll get into it. But we'll get into it. But uh, you know, I'm going to compare the two shows a little bit from Raw, and you know, we'll we'll go from there. And <laughs> AW. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I I see you, man. I see you. I see you. All right, man. But yeah, they had a new stage and a new setup um, as well. There's a new little setup from the staging area that was, mm -hmm. I guess you can say intriguing. You know, I guess it's a new year. This is the first Dynamite of 2023. So yep. they wanted to start off with a uh, with little new, a uh, little bit of a change, I guess. So uh, so the first uh, first segment or first match, this was uh, Chris Jericho versus Ricky Starks. The match time for this match was 12 and a half uh, minutes. Um, so Jericho with Jericho's funny. He begins the match, just flipping off the crowd, throwing the double birds. You got to love Chris Jericho, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, shoulder tackle, star, uh, Starks delivers a shoulder tackle and then Jericho almost kind of no sells it. And he kind of just jumps up and just slaps him right across the face, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Matt Menard and Angelo Parker were, were at ringside. They create a little bit of distraction. I believe it was Matt Menard that hits Starks. Daddy magic. called that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was something something like that uh baseball bat club something yeah yeah it was i think it was the bat that jericho usually carries uh, yeah yeah something like that yeah that's he what hits, it was he hits he hits starks over the head with the bat while he's in the walls of jericho um stark somehow recovers out of it um starks wins this match via the spear for so one single spearman and chris jericho is done lights out yeah. up at the lights man um after the match um the rest of J of the jas come out and attack starks after the match um and then action andretti uh comes out with a chair um trying to come up with the save and then mellow and anna j also come out who are also part of the jas they come out they create some type of distraction i believe it was I believe it was Anna J that hits low blow hits yeah. action and Dreddy with the low blow. Exactly. Um, and then I believe Jake Hager then finishes off Starks with a power bomb through the outside. And yeah, that ends the segment The Jericho appreciation society stand tall. And that is how we start AEW dynamite, man. So Brian, I'm gonna let you have the floor. You're the AEW. You're the big AEW fan here. So I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you take the floor for this one. 
Yeah, I'm definitely more, uh, you know, leaning into AEW these days. Um, So first comment, like right off the bat, you know, coming in, you know, Jericho, Stark's first match, crowd is hot already. Like, and all through the night, you know, I felt it. And, uh, you know, I I would have to mention this is obviously it was in Washington. So it's uh, Danielson's hometown, uh, Darby Allen, which we'll get into a little later. And I believe even, I don't know if Swerve Strickland is from there or he got his kind of break in wrestling up there in the Pacific Northwest. Um, so the crowd was hot all night. Uh, and I'm just going to start there with uh, the stark difference between the AEW crowd on Wednesday and the Monday night crowd, you know, for Raw. Um, you know, different cities, different towns, different vibes. I get it. Just so it it gets me as a fan, as a viewer watching watching it on TV. When the crowd is that into it, it just, it makes it so much better. You can tell, you know, obviously it's a it's a performance. The, the audience feeds off the wrestlers. The wrestlers feed off the audience. It's a dance, you know. And um, man, I, I feel like this this Wednesday night, the whole night through, they they really delivered. Um, so I, I was I was really happy to see that. Um. With Starks, uh, Ricky Starks, man, I'm loving what they're doing with Ricky Starks right now. I've been, yeah. So back when he was, and this has got to be a year ago, um, you know, it was him, Powerhouse Hobbs, and I guess were they with Taz? Maybe was Taz kind of the the leader of that yeah, little faction? Team Taz, I believe. Team, Team Taz. Taz, yeah. Mm-hmm. So even back then, I noticed something in Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks, and you know, so I've been following him. You know, he was young. I guess you know now he's starting to come into his own a little bit. It's a year later, but uh, I really like what they're doing with Starks. Uh, huge fan. I think he performed well. Um, and then also touching back on uh, what we said some you know nights about like part time stars you know coming in on WWE, and obviously Jericho isn't a part time star. He's one of the main stars. But he's one of the legends, one of the, you know, he's been around forever. And so that I feel like AEW is doing that really well with the older veterans, whether it's Jericho, uh, we'll get into Samoa Joe and Darby Allen, Sting. I, I feel like they've really done, I mean, there's been some misses for sure, but overall, I think they've really done a good job making new talent, household names, you know? Um so overall, like, I mean, you recap the match, you know, it was, you know, they kind of laid waste of Starks at the end. You know, obviously this is going to be a little bit of a feud with probably multiple members of JAS. I'm sure that's kind of where we're heading there. Um, but I'm here for it, man. I, I like the, I like the match. Um, it was exciting. It was fluid. Um, yeah. I, I liked everything about it. And that's yeah. and like I said, I'm going to geek out tonight for AEW. So, and, and this is probably my bias, but it is what it is, man. I, man, I was, listen, I was man, really hey, digging show it. Show your fandom, man. There's nothing just because you know we're we're honest and we talk factual and stuff. There's no there's no problem with showing your fandom, man. Trust me, I do. I just did it with Sasha Banks just now. So don't <laughs> don't you worry, bro. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. So before we get into this next segment, I do want to talk a little bit about this. So definitely a good match. Uh, there's no doubt. Um. Chris Jericho even at his age, does a tremendous job. Uh-huh. Um, the JAS does has its moments for sure. Like you said about Starks, um, he is, uh, him as a baby face is really coming into his own. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's doing, obviously he can go in the ring. We know that, but we, I think we've seen w- even with his segments with, with MJF. Yeah. Promos, man, have been all on fire. Like he can deliver and he can hang with yeah. the best of them. So 
Here's the problem, though, I do have with this. Uh Why are we starting the night off with this? And here's why I'm going to say that. I don't like it, Brian, when we just go, we start the night off with a match. I would have rather had them start off with Mox and Paige, which is the next segment, and we're going to get to that too. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather them start off with a a storyline purpose, you know, get away from the ring. You know what I mean? Like, I think WWE recently, I think on SmackDown, when I was talking about ratings on their last show of 2022, for the first 20 to 30 minutes of the show, it was just all about storytelling in the Bray Wyatt LA Knight story. I love that, man. It's like, trust Uh me, you... There's two full hours to get to wrestling. I'm not worried about the wrestling, but why right. are we already jumping into 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 action already with with a match? Like start off and get people like, you know, I understand the crowd was hot. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they weren't, but like, but even get people more invested throughout the rest of the show. You know, it's just like you know, it's just you know, I, you know, you, you start off with maybe somebody. I don't know, like something's happening backstage where someone's getting like attacked or whatever, or someone mm-hmm. in like in the locker room area where someone's like arriving to the ring. Maybe it's like, you know, like there was back in the, I've, I've seen clips of like the attitude era days or like even the early two thousands, like, like Vince McMahon would like arrive to the scene and his <laughs> and stretch and limo. Like, and you would know, <laughs> you would know, like something's about to go down. I need to see. Yeah. That. yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I mean. I'm not going to get excited at the start of a show just from a good match, man. Um, that's just where I'm coming from. Fair enough, yeah. Again, good match. Everything with what you said, Brian, I completely agree with. My problem is I just not would have started the night off with this match. I think this match, uh, you would have started off with some sort of segment, some sort of storyline to get people really captivated and intrigued throughout the show. And then mm-hmm. I would have started with this match. Again, that's just coming from, from me and my perspective. Um, I know, you know, people are just going to say, oh, James, just enjoy it, man. It's a great match, James. It's Jericho <laughs> and Starks. How are you not excited? You know, right. Like, no, I could have seen it. A- you're an asshole, dude. <laughs> yeah. If they had started out with the with the Mox Hangman thing, you know, I, I would have been OK with that, too. Um, I, I'm I just me personally. I'm OK with the match there. But I see your point for sure. Yeah. You know, so, you know, get some of the storyline aspect for whoever it is. Just kind of get that ball rolling, you know. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Let's let's go ahead and move on. So, yep, the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society stands tall. So, I'm guessing they're going to um, something with the JAS and Starks and Action Andretti and some multi tag. Uh, yeah, there'll be some about where that's kind of going. But look, I'll I'll give it a chance, man. I'll give it a chance. I'm not yeah. liking where it's really going. But we'll see. see. I'm just I'll I'm get... hoping it doesn't fall into, you know, it'll be a, a, a tag thing. I'm, I'm hoping, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it'll be. Yeah, there'll be people coming in and out, you know, different variations of tags. But I hope ultimately the story focuses around Starks as a single wrestler and and getting him to the next level. Absolutely. All right. So next segment was Hangman Adam Page. This was after commercial break. Um, he's coming to the ring with an interview about Tony, uh, with Tony Schiavone talking about his condition. Mm-hmm. Um, Hangman states that he is not cleared uh, to wrestle. He is not cleared to compete, but he declares and he that he will be cleared to wrestle next week in L.A. when he faces John Moxley. I believe that is their big L.A. show. Right. Um, <laughs> and I had to write this down, Brian, because this uh, there were some jabs also um, from Hangman Page to John Moxley. Uh, Hangman Page says, and I quote, I am going to knock your dick in the dirt. 
<laughs> that, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. That is from Hangman Adam Page, man. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, uh, John Moxley then interrupts and enters the ring. Um, he says some words. Um, the crowd chants, we can't hear you. Um, I guess there was some uh, some technical difficulties with the microphone. It's because it's it was weird because us watching a television can hear him. But unfortunately, the crowd couldn't hear him. And yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, yeah, yeah, because I heard him, and I was like, what, what? Just yeah, happened for there? some reason, the crowd did not hear him. You can tell yeah. Moxley was getting so. Oh, frustrated. he was pissed because it happened to two microphones, I think. He, yeah, he he goes to the first microphone. It starts working again. He's like, he's this is this thing on, and then the crowd yells, yeah, like, hey, we can hear you, and then all of a sudden it cuts off again, and you can, and literally Moxley, as soon as that second mic cuts off, he's he literally says, "What the f." Like, <laughs> yeah go on yep, like, that was uncensored uncensored um, yeah and like and uh yeah you and can, I ain't gonna uh, like lie. that's part of what i like about AEW too but we'll get into that <laughs> so yeah man moxley is just so super frustrated man um finally the second microphone that he grabs does work and he's like all right man he's like he's like can we get uh he's like can we get back on track here seattle like he says that out loud he's like a lot and a bunch of other curse words man right um and and, and moxley does he does do a tremendous job being the professional that he is uh mm-hmm. getting the segment back on track man uh the cursing the amount of cursing because i i'm sure tbs was not pleased with him actually dropping the f-bomb there but oh yeah um, i imagine there'll be we'll, some we'll, somebody's we'll, paying we'll, a fine we'll get to that at the end of this segment here <laughs> yeah. um yeah but um but yeah john moxley pretty much he, he he pretty much says on the microphone he's like i'm sick of the candlelight visual of hangman you know people are feeling sorry for your sorry for you because you have this concussion and all Mm -hmm. that stuff and uh you know hangman then says like listen you know he's like he's like is this what we're arguing about this concussion man he's like listen i've been concussed by friends by enemies like i understand this is part of the this is part of the business man it's like but the Mm -hmm. fact is like you nearly took my career you took my career away from me he's like you know and maybe you know, and I think he also mentioned something about at a latest segment in the past. He's like when um, he was cutting a segment and he was like, you know, I couldn't get a word in before you can make a joke. And it's like, I think the reason why you did that, Mox, because you feel threatened. You know, you feel threatened from me. Um, right. Getting Going back and forth on the microphone. And like I said, my, they continue to go back and forth. there, pretty much continuing to talk uh hangman continues to kind of talk about his concussion and all that stuff um and then uh mox gets back he delivers the final words saying um you know your punk ass does not belong in the ring with me um right and pretty much just gets the final the final word um and that um and that pretty much ends the segment i believe john moxley said something along the lines of is like if you think that um this is going to be similar to what it was last then you got another thing coming or something it's not a direct quote but something along the right. lines there yeah um so listen i'll start i'll start off um i good segment yes um you know i i did laugh with the whole tech technical difficulties thing with moxley yeah. frustrated moxley being john <laughs> moxley um you know and like i said he's the tremendous professional that he is getting that segment back, uh, getting back on track and everything. But um, here, great. And yeah, good segment, obviously. But this was about John Moxley. I know Hangman had some good, some good little words there in his, in his microphone. He's not the greatest 
promo cutting promos on the microphone, but he's decent. He's solid. He's better than solid. yeah. I, I'll yeah. give him that. But for um, sure. But here's the thing that I have with this um, solid segment. Like I said, I, like I said, I would have started the night off with this. A little bit of getting a storyline going. Right. Here's my problem with this, Brian. Who is the face and the heel here? Is it supposed to be Moxley? Because I'm because yeah. I'm confused. So I, I you know, no, I, you know, I, I would say, I, I don't, I don't know. I would my my first discusses I mean? are both kind of faces, <laughs> but if you had to pick one or the other, at least by the end of the match, you know, when it comes next Friday, I think the intent is to have Hangman be the face. Yeah. Um, and Moxley's just kind of, you know, I don't even want to say heel. He's 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 very similar to the, the anti-hero that that Stone Cold was back in the day. Not necessarily a face or a heel. Um, he can do both, or you know. So I, I would yeah. say Hangman is probably supposed to be the face. Yeah, here's the thing, kind of, and that's the thing. I remember I was listening to JD from New York earlier, and him and I forget his partner's name that he does a uh, um, AW reviews with. He's like, I guess you can say Moxley is sort of the heel here. Well, what does sort of the heel mean? He's a heel right. or he's not? That's not yeah. The point. You're just confusing people at this point. I understand it's an old school type of segment. They're just you know firing back and forth which is fun but there's mm-hmm. but the, it's got to make sense here man like either someone's a face or someone isn't you know yeah and that's just and that's my problem here with this and that's why i can't really fully get invested because i don't know who the heel in the face is i understand it 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 could be mox it could be moxley because like you said he can play both in a way because he's that type of character yeah but still man it's just it it to me, as a casual fan, I'm just thinking of from a casual fan's perspective. About True. A, a bad guy and a good guy. Yeah. It uh, would it, confuse the hell out of me if I'm a casual sure, fan. Sure, sure. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, just going to so hangman page. <laughs> um I, I so it was a you know, an all right segment, good segment. I, I don't like I just don't like where Hangman Page is right now. It, you know, I, I felt like when he had the feud with um, uh, Omega and the Elite, I, you know, I was on board then. Obviously, injuries always play a part in this business. Um, so that, you know, kind of killed some momentum, you know, here. Uh, Moxley did kind of, you know, I was struggling to, to find it, put you know, find words of what is it that I don't like about the Hangman Page storyline and he kind of nailed it it was just like the 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 candlelight vigil you know and there's almost this um like this oh shucks kind of quality about hangman page that yeah just not on board with mm-hmm. um so you know i i don't i don't know where hangman goes from here i i i would expect him to lose the match mox retains next week but it wouldn't completely shock me if somehow hangman wins if, if hangman and if hangman does lose let's just say hangman loses they better have something for him because right right let's face it man john moxley just lost the the world championship he can't afford a loss hangman um there's really no i mean yes there's a direction with him through this through this feud of course but mm-hmm. um 
But when it comes to Hangman, like, I mean, let's be honest. When you watch Dynamite, are you really watching it because of Hangman Page? Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm not watching it because of Hangman Page. And he's, like, John Moxley, for a fact, is the bigger star here than Sure. That's, That's just the truth. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, maybe you can say Hangman wins because, you know, John Moxley is John Moxley, but I don't know where you go with this, man. They Whoever loses this match better really – I understand, too, you can also look really good in defeat as well, but yeah, I, I just hope who, for whoever loses this match, Tony Khan has something planned for them. And to mm-hmm. be honest with you, the way that he's been booking his wrestlers lately, I don't have any faith in him um, because uh, – Yeah, I, I can guys, see that in some areas. I yep, look at for guys sure. like – and I'm going to bring this up. Actually, you know what? I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it to the end of the show. Um, I'm going to I'm going to save these remarks to the end of the show because it kind right of on. ties into the business or the company as a whole. So, mm-hmm. but and, and another thing, uh, just like touching said, on really, Hangman Page real quick. Just I also want him to see like the whole, you know, the involvement with the Dark Order. Like, just just end that <laughs> right you know yeah, the already dark order is yeah I, um and not not the dark order but or you know i think that needs a his, little yeah, reboot his, as well his, but uh, his involvement with hangman with the dark yeah I yeah kind of, yeah I understand what you're saying yeah all right man but yeah like i said i mean listen i like the story just to finish it off i like the story i like the interaction i, I just wish we had a clear-cut heel and a face here that would just yep, get fair me enough. more intrigued yep. um i love non-title feuds i love feuds that have like non-title feuds that have care and meaning mm-hmm. the only thing missing here is the ba- baby face in the heel so right anyway we move uh we move on here man like i said good segment uh but we move on man second match this was the acclaimed versus jeff jarrett and jay lethal this was for the aw tag title match so um this match was roughly around i would want to say about 13 minutes or under that 13 minute mark uh before uh... we get into this match I have to bring the up music Matt video Kassler and his rap. Um, <laughs> this guy, bro, is this dude doesn't give a single shit. No the stuff that Tony Khan approves of this stuff. I just hope people are aware in advance. That's all I'm going to say. I mentioned that in, in that's last rap in my Instagram live, but um, yeah, because so this one, yeah, I'm sure we'll discuss it a lot. But th- this one, you know, regarding Jeff Jarrett that came out last week, I guess, you know, is, is said everything a buzz man it was brutal and uh you know i don't in have you seen uh so uh double j was i guess on a podcast and and you know uh spoke on it um okay and you know for i don't know how again this is where you know the lines are blurred a little bit i don't know how much is kayfabe i don't know how much is this is real legit heat because I mean, there was some stuff in there, yeah. you know, that he said. So, yeah, I I don't know, but yeah, but I've, I've those things make the best entertainment. I have heard rumblings about stuff that he is kind of frustrated about, uh, pe- like people like Matt Castor bringing his wife's name up and stuff. I have heard stuff about that, but yeah, it's, yeah. But let's. I want to. I want to. I want to say a few lyrics in this rap because this is just <laughs> insane. So Matt Castor rap starts off and says, "Hey Jeff, your wife." Your wife better say less. She's getting dragged online worse than Skip Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! And then yeah. he goes into uh, uh, I don't I don't forget what the first lyric was, but then he goes into you you take an L and blame it on Dixie Carter. So Dixie mm-hmm. Carter's name gets dragged into this. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. And then there was another um, closing lyric. I uh, forgot what it was, but it was kind of cool to kind of end the rap. I love, I love, I like the acclaimed a lot, man. They're kind of growing. Up. They have definitely, they've grown on me so much. Cause it, yeah. originally I was like, ah, oh, man, this is, I hated it. Like the first, you know, two three months probably yeah i couldn't never, stand I it actually, but they have I always kind of digged it i really did yeah. and, and it's just that i think it was just the and it, like i said man it's all just about the segments that mm -hmm. you put these guys in and i think the acclaimed is over you put them on television yep. you have them do their shtick there was times where they were off television at times maybe on like 30 second vignettes and i'm like dude these guys are over put them on television longer man but yeah, man. Um, so that rap, hey, you know, for Max Caster, especially like he, you know, dude's got a, uh, a career ghostwriting for somebody. If you know, when, when, cause I, he, I don't know he's if good, this dude man. has a ghostwriter or is this guy actually writing? Uh, yeah, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Ghostwriting for somebody else. Oh, for somebody else. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. The dude can write, man. Oh, uh, if this, I assume this is all him. Yeah. You know? Oh no. And he can legit rap. I think, I think he, yeah, like, he yeah. legit raps like on his, like outside of like his professional wrestling right. job, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, but yeah, man, I had to, uh, and by the way, uh, if people are kind of confused who are watching, uh, pretty much, um, Jeff's wife is the ex-wife of Kurt Angle. Um, Kurt mm -hmm. Angle has also kind of been dragged into this. So there's a lot of drama. In right. This. Right. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I don't know how much is real. Who very, is, yeah, who knew very, this was coming? Very, very odd. Um, but uh, we'll we'll move on, man. But that that's another topic for uh, yeah for another day, man. But still hilarious. I love the acclaimed and I love the raps, man. Um, so yeah, listen, this that this uh, uh, this might shock some people, but I actually I actually enjoyed I actually enjoyed this match, man. So first off, Billy yeah, Gunn, I did too. Billy Gunn gets ejected from ringside, and then we mm -hmm. go into a picture in picture. When we come back from commercial, the match continues. Uh, Satnam Singh, I want to say that's his name. Yeah, uh, that's he ends it. up getting kicked out as well. There is a like a sea of referees that are trying to kick <laughs> this man out. Right. Uh, uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal win this match. Um, they yeah, when that happened, I, I was first. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. I, I got on. shocked there. Yeah, we'll win this match. I was like thinking, no way. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> and I'm thinking, um, and then yeah, they're celebrating. They win the match. Like I said, at the start of this match, this was um about under the 13 minute mark. Mm -hmm. And then um we go, and then Aubrey Edwards enters the ring and she claims that she saw what happened during the match. So apparently, um I forgot what his name is, that other manager. Uh, is it Vinjay? Something like that. Yeah. Sanjay. But, Sanjay, yeah. Um so Bowens ended up getting pinned, but he had his rope, had his foot on the rope um, during the three count, and he took it off the rope. So a little bit of cheatery interference there to help right. them win the tag titles. Aubrey Edwards says, uh-uh, and this match ends up being restarted. And not 30 seconds later, Bowens is rolling up Jay Lethal for the win. Now, I mm -hmm. usually don't like roll-up finishes. I can't stand them. Um, WWE does this way too much. Agreed. Um, as way, this is way too much, and you've seen it a lot of times with AEW as well. Mm -hmm. But the way that this match went on, you know, this type of match where there was something on the line and this type of cheatery happened, and then actually, you know, people taking notice to it, and then right. starting the match. So I think the way this match was done was done really, really well. You know, it's like people get, people throwing people off guard thinking, wait, they just, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett? Wait, what? What's going on here? Uh, yeah. And then 
you have the refs who were kicking out Sunjim Singh from ringside. One of the referees being Offrey Edwards and noticing the cheatery from ringside and saying, nah, this match needs to be restarted. Um, and then, of course, after 30 seconds later. Um, so this was the only time I didn't mind the roll up finish. I would have maybe dragged it on maybe like another minute or two. Not too long, but um, but still, man, yeah. I like the I, I, I did like this, man. This was uh, I know some people may think <clears throat> that I might not have been a fan with this. No, I was I was fine with it, man. Um, yeah, like I said, the acclaim retained their titles. And then afterwards, Jeff Jarrett was hilarious. This kind of reminded me of like old school type of backstage interview with um with Finkel and stuff. You have like <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's like pacing uh back and forth with the rest of his with Lethal and the rest of his crew. right. Renee is uh backstage, and Renee is brilliant, by the way, too. By the way, mm -hmm. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, and like Jeff Jarrett, he's pacing back and forth. And he's like, get to your point, Renee. And he's like, God, he's like, this is bull crap. <laughs> he's like, you know, you <laughs> win the heels, like when they try to they try to do some dastardly shit and they don't get away yeah, with it. And right. like, this is bull crap. Like, Renee, get to your point. Speed this up. I I love I, I love you. <laughs> I'm gonna say a very unpopular take here. I know Jeff, there's a lot of people right now that are not really sold on Jeff Jarrett right now. Cause I mean, Jeff mm -hmm. Jarrett is Jeff Jarrett, but I'm I'm gonna say this. Um and uh, I'm gonna and I'm gonna send this off to you, Brian. When I say this, I think this has been Jeff Jarrett's in in his entire career. I think this has been Jeff Jarrett's best work with his short stint here at, in AEW. You I, think I so? Really do. Um, I mean, so far I'm liking it. Yeah, uh, I, I'd have to go back and watch. I mean, Jeff Jarrett's always been one of those guys for me personally. I mean, um, you know, he's always been around in, in different promotions. Uh, you know, has been champion multiple, you know, multiple times over tag champion, singles champion, whatever it may be. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's always been in and around the business. I've, I've liked some of his work. I haven't liked some, some other, you know, um, so yeah, I, w when he first came back, actually, I was kind of like, uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't, yeah, I, I yeah, was wasn't clamoring way. for Jeff Jarrett to come back. I was the but... same way, dude. I was like, Jeff Jarrett, I'm like, uh, okay. But then the more I've been watching him and like his, the way he burns like Renee Paquette backstage. I, I tell you what, stuff. still one of my, my favorite little, just, I guess, insults or whatever, slap nuts, man. Slap nuts. <laughs> and yeah. Slap nuts. And, and, and Jeff, as and like far as I, said, I man, know. Like we got to, and we got to understand this dude, like this dude is, I mean, he is a, he's a full grown vet, man. This dude. Like, oh yeah. Is, yeah. He's been here a time or two, man. He knows what works. Yeah, he's got to have it. Wrestling probably closing in on thirty years. Yeah, better, better than anybody. Um, yeah, and, and that's and I understand, you know, Jeff Jarrett. You know, he never was the biggest star in his prime and all that stuff. But um, I just think we need we just need to give Jeff Jarrett just a little bit of more kudos, man. This sure, dude, yeah, yeah, I would agree me, with that I, for sure. This dude to me since he's de since he's debuted in AEW, um, you know, has done has had his moments. Um, yeah, he, he's done a tremendous job. What? What this leads for him, um, you know, remains to be seen. But right now, man, I, I've been enjoying Jeff mm -hmm. Jarrett, especially on the microphone and especially in, in segments like that. Like to yeah. me, little segments like that are not so minor to me, at least for me. Yeah, so, for sure. But, uh, yeah. So just with yeah, with with Jeff Jarrett was uh, gosh, I was going to say something regarding him. Um, I, I don't even know what it was now, but uh <laughs> Oh, so, you know, a lot of his detractors or, or whatnot, I, I feel like most of that comes from, you know, backstage politics, ownership of companies, maybe. 
which again, I, I'm not really, I'm not privy to, I don't know the whole story, but just as far as his in-ring work and his promos and throughout his career, I mean, he's always been solid as hell, man. So as far as that stuff goes, I've, you know, he's been somewhere in the middle of the road for me, I guess, but I've always kind of enjoyed it. You know, he, he's there, he, he's at different times throughout his career. He's been in a main storyline, a mid card, whatever. But uh, as far as his in-ring ability and his promos, I don't think that's ever been in question or shouldn't be, I guess. Yeah, absolutely, man. So the Acclaim win this match, and they retain their titles, man. So solid match, solid type of match that yeah. we don't really see much often. You know, we always see just the the same old good banger of a match. Just, you know, it's, you know, one-on-one combat. Who's the best mm-hmm. wrestler in the world, right? But, right? but what we need to remember, guys, this is a television show. Right. This is a show about larger than life characters and storylines that we care about. And <laughs> yeah. stunts like this works. Um, yeah. So yeah, man. I like that's, this Yeah, a just lot, a couple man. comments of, of the match itself for me. Yeah, I thought it was entertaining as hell all the way through from start to finish. Um, the only thing I like you kind of mentioned. Uh, so after Aubrey Edwards comes back in, they restart the match, and it was pretty much over again right after that. I, I might have made that go a little bit longer, but other than that, man, I thought it was pretty well done. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. Um, So we move on. The next segment was a backstage uh, interview with Tony Schiavone. This was Britt Baker and uh, AEW Women's Champion uh, Jamie Hayter. Real quick before I get... um, uh, I I got something too with that real quick. Yeah, before (laughs) I go into further, I'm going to say this one statement and then I'm going to continue to to go through the segment and then I'll let you have the floor, Brian. But... uh, um, the thing, Jamie Hader, man, listen, I have a lot of respect for Jamie Hader a lot, and I'm happy for her that she has this title. She's pretty much the face of this women's division, mm-hmm. but man, has Tony Khan really dropped the ball right now with Jamie Hader? Because agreed, there I'll is get into nothing that too. exciting. Yeah. There is nothing yep. to look forward to about her reign. Her title reign has pretty much been an afterthought. It's been pretty irrelevant and and that's and that's a shame because i i like jamie hater i'm not a fan of jamie hater but i like her i want to see her succeed i just have to bring that up dude because ever since she's won that title it's like mm-hmm. okay she's won this title you have to have something for her it's not just yeah. the fact that you have a title on her but storyline wise how do you build from term, that yeah what do you have for this woman tony khan is showing you that he pretty much has nothing all this woman has been in brian He's she's been in what 30 second vignettes, 60 second backstage segments, mm-hmm. which you know, which does good to an extent. Um, but outside of that, she had a one good match with Sheeta, which actually was decent, but they rushed into it like this company always does. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, man. guilty, guilty there for sure. It's, yeah, man. It's just I just have to bring that up, dude. Anyway, let's let's get into the rest of this segment. Um, so Jamie Hayter, she uh, she talks first, calling her and Britt AEW originals and saying, you know, our road to the top, you know, wasn't easy. We've had to stretch, scratch and claw our way to uh, to get here at this point. And then they pretty much call out Soraya and about their tag match that they have next week. Right. Um, pretty much. And then this was the this was the big quote uh, that people are talking about is the is the quote that Britt Baker dropped here. Jamie is the champion. I am the boss. Somebody might have something to say about that. (laughs) Mercedes Monet next week, LA, wink, wink, maybe. I don't know. Um, I mean, if that's not clear as cut, 
that there's a chance that Mercedes Monet could be in LA for mm-hmm. Dynamite next week. And this is and that and then I and then we'll get to the I, promo with uh, Soraya, which is. It's not to me. It's not settled yet. So it, yeah, yeah we'll, it's still very much up in the air. We'll we'll get to that in just a second too. Yeah. That happens obviously later in the show. Um, and the last thing I write here, Brian. I mean, at this point, to me, with all the little nuggets that they've kind of hinted with Mercedes potentially being Soraya's tag partner, this is either Mercedes Monet or bust. I mean, if you're gonna literally sit there and tell me that it's gonna be Sheeta, and I like Sheeta, I like Tony Storm. If you're gonna say mm-hmm. it's Storm or Sheeta, that's a pretty bit underwhelming to me. Um, Especially since it's been drug out now for I don't know two, two, three yeah, weeks, whatever it is. Like, who are you gonna choose? Yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. And I think at this point, I mean, Tony Khan, you know, he better, you know, if 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 he does have a plan to bring Mercedes in next week then he better deliver because if he doesn't i'm sure you know because everybody's speculating at this point that it's going to be mercedes i'm sure right that she's going to make some sort of an appearance some sort of um maybe like um appearance in the match maybe where she appears mid-match or something i don't know Mm -hmm. um but yeah man um if i'm telling you right now man if mercedes is is not does not show up to to dynamite next week that is going to be pretty crushing for for this company, bro. So just as you're talking, uh, fantasy book it in my head here. So let me lay this out, right? Well, I, I'll I'll wait until until we get to the Soraya okay. preview. I like your I like your thinking, bro. I like your. But um, but yeah, as as far as uh, this interview with Baker and Hater, Hater's one of those other ones, uh, much in the same vein as Rookie Starks. Um, for me. You know, I, I can think back to a year ago, you know, when it's, you know, Britt Baker's obviously the champion and and uh, Hater and, oh gosh, forgive me. Um, who else was with there? The little faction they had. It was Hater, Britt Baker. Oh, Rebel? Rebels are named? Rebel? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think that's I, it. I, I, I think yeah, Rebel, yeah. yeah. So even back then, I, for me, I always, you know, I could see Hater is going to break out of this group and you know, kind of go on her own way. Yep. And then I, I felt the perfect opportunity, which hasn't panned out so far, and maybe it, it'll still come down the road uh, when Hater actually won the title, that that would create some jealousy between her and Brit. You know, now maybe uh, Hater surpassing Brit and whatever. And that hasn't quite materialized yet. Now it still could. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of Hater. I, I really, and I, I'm a, very underwhelmed with their booking at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully that changes because I, I really do want to see her. You know, have some legit, you know, great mat banger matches, man. <laughs> Bangers, um, right? So, so that's where I come with Hater. Uh, in that, I, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I'd like her as a champion, but it has to, it has to get. There has to be a feud to sink my teeth into, you know, for, for it to, to keep working. And that's where I'm with that. Like I said, man, this is for my takeaway from this segment, it's Mercedes or bust. Gotcha. Tony Khan, if you don't deliver, bro, (laughs) you're going to hear it from this AEW crowd. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, you are going to all over Twitter, all even from the crowd too, that they're going to be, it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be pretty. I'm telling you. So Mm -hmm. we'll see, man. And that's going to also determine too, um, about uh, Mercedes's contract with WWE. Um, yeah, because I mean, if she shows up actually, there, 
I'm going to end it with this because I do want to move on here. I haven't really heard a statement from Sasha Banks because until we hear no. an actual statement from mm -hmm. Sasha herself saying, oh, my contract ended months ago, back in November, December, or my contract right. just ended in January. Until then, Brian, I'm not fully sold because until I see that woman's name off of the public roster page, you can go look it up now. She's still on there. Mm -hmm. um, until that comes off, I, I she's still, still WWE. Her contract is still is still been freezed from WWE, and she's still a part of of World Wrestling Entertainment. So, mm -hmm. but anyway, man, let's let's move on. Um, Jungle Boy challenges the firm, and William challenges the firm. William Morrissey and Lee Moriarty to a tag match. Nothing. So are, that's and again with the name change. So is he is he Big Bill now or is it William Morrissey? Because they they keep saying Big Bill now. Big Bill. I, Big I, Bill. I don't know, man. Nor do I give a shit. <laughs> I, I seriously, man. Like, what is this? Um. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Do I have any? Uh. Yeah. It was have, only about like a thirty second promo with Jungle Boy. This man. Um why jungle boy and hook are just jointed at the hip because you know oh we're the same height we're the same they're two small guys right 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 let's just be a tag team because why not um yeah yeah anyway let's move on there's nothing to talk about this approaching now hour number two this was brian danielson versus tony niece mm -hmm. this match was under five minutes before brian danielson makes pretty quick work with tony niece taz made a remark that was very baffling saying Great match between two great wrestlers. Bro, bro <laughs> th this match was legit under five minutes. How, if, how yeah, at four right? minutes, actually. I'm like, just a little over I mean four, yeah. Commentators. Like, and I understand this is what people in the back are telling Taz to say. Like, they're trying to blow smoke up our ass. Like, oh, this is a great five, under five-minute match. Yeah, whatever, man. Uh, so... Um, Anyway, Real quick here, so, so for being as short as it was, I I do, however, like the because I mean it was from right out the gate. Granted, it was quick four minutes, but physical as hell, man. Which you can expect from a Brian Danielson match. I mean, that's yeah, that's no, what you're gonna get. No, abs absolutely. Here's the thing, and and uh, like uh, going further into this match, so Danielson hits, um, he hits Nice with the running knee, few stomps to the head, and then puts mm -hmm. him in a submission hold. I'm not sure what the submission hold was. I had to. Um, I didn't go back and and see the finish or the or I saw the finish, but I didn't go back to see what the hold was. Was it not the label lock? It was not the label lock. It was something no. else. No, it was okay. not the label lock. No, gotcha. Um, but I have to go back and see that man. But anyway, yeah. So Danielson wins this match. But yeah, the problem I have with with five under five minute matches, Brian, and I agree with you. This match was physical at times. It's Brian Danielson, right? You know, yeah, that that technical wrestling type of vibe you know he's that type of dude but if you're gonna put a match under four to five minutes against tony listen i understand tony niece there's no there's no need to watch him but like he's still your he's still a superstar on your mm -hmm. active roster he is a talent yeah. on your star you are better off just putting a local jobber in the city of seattle and literally just having brian danielson just kick the living shit out of him Rather Agreed. than Tony Nice just looking like a buffoon and just losing a match in under four to five minutes. And this is what I mean about my honesty here. Just because Tony Nice, nobody cares about Tony Nice right now and there's no direction. At the end of the day, guys, he is a talent on a professional wrestling roster. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want every, I want to be invested with all of these people, but I can't do that with booking like this. I right. can't. And you know, that's... And, and that's just, and that's my problem. I understand if you want to say I'm nitpicking, fine, go right ahead. You know what? I don't care because right. it's little nitpick stuff like this is reasons why professional wrestling is what it is today. You know, what I, mean? I actually got a, a note here too. We don't forget this, Brian. Yeah. We don't forget the stuff that Tony Nese just lost. And I understand. Well, it's Brian Danielson, James. It doesn't matter. He is a super, he is a superstar talent on your roster. It, mm-hmm. I, I don't care, man. Um, yeah. That's just where I'm coming from. Your, your thoughts with that. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, as far as this whole segment, and then we'll get into it, or maybe I'll, I'll start getting in here to it at the end. But yeah, like you said, a four minute match and then, you know, MJF comes out and they have an 11, 12 minute promo between the two, which I, I thought was excellent. Yep. But yeah, why? So just have the promo in that, in that spot or, yeah. or you know, a jobber or, or whatever. Why are you exactly. going to put Tony Nese in there to just yeah. get run just, through? Just and then really, just... really what it is was about the promo, you know, between Danielson and MJF, yep. you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, just, just for him to take an L man. Yeah. Like... Yeah. So, uh, but again, I, the the promo uh, then getting into to MJF and Danielson, I thought was pretty good. And, uh, you know, as usual with MJF, you know, stipulations to to face me, you know, to to dare step foot in, in my ring. Um, so I, I thought both of them were entertaining as hell. The, the oh, when um, Danielson basically... I mean, essentially called his mother a whore. You know? <laughs> and, and then uh, MJF, you know, that then he kind of pops off and uh, it was good, man. It was it was entertaining as shit. It really was. Yeah, man, let's let's get into it. So, yeah. So Danielson does get on the microphone pretty much. Um, and this and this is his home state of Washington, by the way. He is from Aberdeen, Washington. So the crowd mm-hmm. is hot. For crowd 100 percent behind Danielson. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Danielson gets on the microphone saying he's great to be home um then he ends up calling out mjf he's like you know what he's like i'm still ready to go man i'm ready for another fight and he calls out mjf mj because i only fought for four minutes (laughs) yeah he's like yeah you know what? i made some quite tony niece man is he's a schmuck like i I need some more competition yeah yeah that's a great way to book tony niece right um anyway so yeah mjf comes out his music hits to the stage MJF is being MJF, completely destroying the crowd of Seattle, which I yep. freaking love this guy. I, I, oh, I, I really am yeah. starting to really become personally a fan of this of this dude. And he's pretty much my age. He's 20. Well, he's 27. I'm 25. I think he's t- just turned 27, I want to say. Gotcha. And, and this dude is slowly by the day becoming larger than life. And it's just yeah, so yeah. a lot, lot of funny little remarks here, uh, pretty much. He's like... He hits the stage pretty much uh pretty much denying uh Danielson's request to fight him uh right then and there. He makes funny remarks saying, I don't get my rocks off by putting my body on the line in front of these schmucks. <laughs> right. I just I, like the, the the connection he has with the crowd being this heel, it, it's just yeah. it's special, man. It is it so is. special, man. It's so <clears throat> cool to see. Uh, moving on to man, he's like he he makes some more remarks, and I'll I'll let you take the floor, Brian. Uh, once I'm done with this segment, but yeah, um, so yeah, he goes on to say, you know, just because you know, Brian, just because you look like a goat, don't make you the greatest of all time. 
Um, he also name drops Disco Inferno, <laughs> I was Eric go, Bischoff, yeah. and Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. It just also, and then he also makes another funny statement. Um, I don't I don't know if you remember this, Brian. He says if Lance Storm and Dean Malenko were able to <laughs> yeah. co-create, it yes. would somehow come off more charismatic than you. <laughs> Uh, yeah oh man he, yeah a lot of name drops there a lot oh i mean my just god. oh my god I can't. Wh- which is oh is god, what you dude, can it's... you know come to expect from mjf i mean he he is gold on the mic for dude, sure he's, he's phenomenal man Absolutely yeah phenomenal and 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 danielson was funny too this was just a yeah yeah entertaining segment. that's and, and yeah usually you don't see quite that side of danielson especially yeah. here so far in AEW. well you saw it uh from team hell no remember team hell no back, right back, right back that's... i mean you knew daniel bryan was just more more than just a a good technical wrestler uh, yeah point. yeah um, right and i think that's where he where fans were like this dude's on to something man so, yeah so i like anyway, him you know introducing a little comedy back into it um yeah, but ultimately yeah that promo sets up what it looks like i guess uh they mentioned february 8th i guess that'll be the final test yeah. for danielson let's, uh, let's let's get into that man so yeah so mjf continues to be mjf um, there was a point of the segment where MJF uh, or Danielson was going to bring the fight to uh, MJF and MJF's like, Whoa, hold on a second. Slow your roll. Slow your roll, pal. Slow your roll. And then he goes to Taz. This was funny too. It's like, Taz, he's like, can you believe it's like the anger issues? He's like, uh, what, what do he say? He's like, slow your roll, pal. It's like, Taz, the anger on this guy, the anger issues on this guy. Can you believe this man? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah. just MJF, just being MJF. But anyway, yeah. Um, and then he talks about him and his lawyer, uh, his m- lawyer, Mark Sterling. Uh, and uh, smart Mark. Laughing yeah. And he's like, dude, Mark Sterling is a horrible lawyer. Yeah, like, right. if you really think he's going to get the job done for you, bro. You got another thing coming. But yeah. yeah, like you said, Brian, this ends up leading to a match between Brian Danielson and MJF for that world title. Um, I don't know. You you mentioned February what was it eighth? Um, and right. I also heard Revolution, which I know Revolution I believe is March fifth. So I got to do more yeah. research of when that match is actually going to happen. But- so the so the February eighth match is gonna be. So I guess for the next few weeks here, um, Danielson's gonna whoever MJF decides to throw out there, this is gonna be your opponent. February 8th being the culmination of that. You know, if you if you win these matches, then you're number one contender. Yeah. And then so from that, yes. So then yeah, the match then between he, Danielson and MGF will be March 5th. Yeah. So pretty much yeah. the challenge was, you know, for him to pretty much run the gauntlet for the next month to win match right. after match after match. Which yeah. we pretty much expect Danielson to do if this is where yeah. they're going, which it looks yep. like they are. Um, so yeah, man. Um, so, and then Brian also makes the challenge for a one hour Ironman match yep. for this world title. And Tony, Tony Schiavone gets on the, on the mic. He's like, do it, dumbass, do it. <laughs> Quick shout out to Tony. You know, we were talking about announcers, you know, back in our first episode. Yeah. Tony Schiavone is, is, uh, Tony, I feel Tony underrated. He, he's been His in there. His side so, you remarks know. to MJF are freaking golden. Oh like, yeah. MJF yeah. is on the mic and he's trashing the crowd. He's like, oh, shut up. Right. <laughs> it's just so funny, man. Yeah. But yeah, man. So the challenge has been laid. Um, so yeah. So Brian Danielson pretty much has to run some sort of a gauntlet. Um, I'm not sure if these are hand-picked opponents by MJF, but pretty much he has to win. I think that's the 
uh, that's kind of the error, the uh, implication. I, I think they're going to be handpicked by MJF, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man. So this leads into a one hour match. All right. So I do want to move on here, um, but I will make my final remarks saying this. Um, great segment, no doubt. This was mm-hmm. a uh, this was probably the best segment of the night. Oh, it's MJF. No shocker. Um, and, and Brian Danielson. I want to, you know, I don't want to, you know. Sure. You know, no, he did. He did fantastic he as well. Yeah, as well. Um, here is the issue I have, and that is with this Iron Man match. I don't know if I technically would want to put MJF in a in a iron one hour Iron Man match because here's the thing with professional wrestling. Like mm-hmm. we all know MJF is not the greatest technical wrestler. He's a good wrestler. I sure, sure. It, to me, it doesn't take a, a an acrobatic gymnast to be a good wrestler. MJF mm-hmm. is is a good wrestler in his own way. Mm-hmm. Um and I understand the story behind it. It's like, well, okay, well, you know, Danielson wants to test his um, MJF's ability as a pro wrestler. And I, I, I get that, you know, but still right. MJF in a Iron Man match. Uh, I don't know. Um, That's but, but yeah, I like, I like what they're the, the sequencing behind it, all of it is, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's, what are your thoughts, Brian, about that? So my, uh, my initial reaction was kind of the same. I mean, if you're talking about an Iron Man match, that's Danielson all day long. I mean, yeah, you know, it just there ain't too many people that can go for an hour at that caliber in the world. You know, mm-hmm. he's one of them. Um, so the match itself obviously would favor Danielson. You know, talking about the match between him and MJF. So yeah, obviously it can only go one of two ways, and I, I don't see them taking the belt off MJF already. Yeah, but then so you're gonna put. Brian Danielson in an Iron Man match in which he's going to lose. And then, so where does Danielson go from there? Cause he's still, I, I feel should be in the title picture. He's yeah. one of those guys. I mean, it's it's no secret, man. Danielson has fell short in big matches in his time. In yeah. W. So, I mean, obviously MJF cannot lose this match. He just won the world title. Right. So it is going to, like you said, yeah, I, I do agree, man. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see where uh, Danielson does go from here, but still, you know, the, the story still needs to be played out first. Yeah, yeah we've got about an, another month, month and a half, you so know, we'll, before we we'll get see there. Where so. it goes and then we'll, or we'll two months, to, I guess. We'll get to there, man. So, but great segment. Definitely the best in my, in my take, honest take. This was the best part of the night for sure. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would probably say so as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So moving along in hour number two, Swerve Strickland versus AR Fox. Match time was nine and a half minutes. Um, uh, Strickland wins this match with a double stomp to the chest from the top rope. Um, there was interference between, uh, with Parker Bardot and another one of Strickland's affiliates. I think they're just saying he's the a goon. I think that's all they've said. Really, so, but they haven't said a name. I call him a Tom McDonald looking schmuck because that's pretty much what he does. <laughs> um, yeah, man, this to me was just a waste of time. Um, this, I, you know, it just, just it's just pointless like just yeah just 10 minutes of my life that i will probably never get back um there's nothing really to say here unless brian you have something to say about it uh, uh just a couple things real quick um I'm, yeah ar fox i mean i'm guilty you know i i've never heard of the guy before <laughs> but apparently so you know with uh swerve strickland i guess the storyline here is you know a, a week two two weeks ago you know eternal keith lee and then I guess at some point he had mentioned he's got to make some some wrongs right in his past, I guess. And that's where A.R. Fox comes in. I guess 
the backstory was that AR Fox trained him, you know, earlier in his career. Um, it was a, you know, a, a pretty entertaining match. I thought for, for what it was, you know, they, they both AR Fox. I think I'm not so much like I for sure am, I am lean more hold old school than, you know, with all the, the flippy, flippy acrobatic things. It's nice in areas. I thought these two guys, for what it was, I thought they pulled it off pretty well. It looked good. It, there was it was pretty fluid. Not many. Um, I think sometimes the the mis- or not the mistake because it, it takes a little bit of time to set up. Sometimes these moves are going to do, and that's what kind of kills it for me. It it stops that uh, suspension of disbelief, so to so to say. And I think these two guys were pretty fluid throughout, where there weren't too many. Oh, we gotta, you know, take 10, 15 seconds to set up this spot or this move or whatever. So yeah. in that aspect, I liked it. But ultimately, I think the story here eventually it's gonna, you know, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland are gonna have the feud uh yeah. at some point. So I, I just the reason why I say pointless and waste of time is because this just it didn't lead to anything. If the feud right, right. between Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, that's totally right. fine. It's just like do Keith Lee, bro, how do you mess up Keith Lee? I, I, I said that from when he debuted in WWE, like what, how has this, I, I don't. You see the reaction he mm-hmm. got when he was in the Royal Rumble and he yep. went toe-to-toe with Brock Lesnar. He went from that, Brian, to hardly even being on a, a Dynamite show. And that was, that that right there, that was the moment. That you know, in, in that in that rumble, you know, when when he's yeah. squaring off against Brock, you gotta build from like that. That was the moment right it's there, man. It's Vince McMahon. Right. It's what he does, man. <laughs> you know, that's that's what that's. But yeah, I, I've never under. I, I'm a huge fan of Keith Lee. I mean, for his size and athletic ability, I think he's pretty good on the mic. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Khan him all is, around. Tony Khan is no better. Now let's let's. Just uh, yeah, yeah, that's and again, when once he went to AEW, I was like, all right, well, he's in AEW. Let's see yeah. what he's going to do there. And so far, you know, I mean, his tag team with Swerve was it was okay, you know, yeah. but I was, uh, I was the, yes, the Swerve Swerve in our glory. That oh, Swerve. the name. What a what what's Swerve? Swerve in our glory, glory or Warjo? War Joe. Oh my, that's yeah, oh. even worse. Oh, that was horrible. Names anyway. Anyway, yeah, man. Like I said, didn't lead to anything and pointless and just a waste of time. So yeah, let's let's move on, man. Um, backstage interview with Renee Paquette. This was uh Soraya, Tony Storm, and Sheeta. Uh, mm-hmm. pretty much Soraya's announcing her tag team partner for next week's tag match, and she picks Tony Storm. And the highlight of this segment was Sheeta yeah looks pissed right right <laughs> and and renee this is why i think renee is is awesome her storytelling and her her facial expression she looks at sheeta she's like oh like uh, yeah right I'm sorry <laughs> mm-hmm. do renee again renee is so good man I, so I, yeah I, I really can, is. she really is for two hours of this platform and talk about how good renee paquette is but but yeah man uh pretty much sheeta is just looking over at tony storm and 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 saraya and being like what the hell bitch like do you serious <laughs> yeah um, yeah man so uh so but here's the and again i'm just and and i want to make this short too because again i want this i want to kind of let the show flow along here but there's no way it's just tony storm now i know they announced tony storm but i don't know man there's just something 
they're like I said, we talked about the Easter eggs before with Mercedes mm-hmm. and the boss line from Britt Baker. There's no way. Like I said, man, if, if it really is just Tony Storm, then this is going to be. It's a letdown. Yeah, yeah, it's a letdown. Man. So here's my fantasy booking that I men- mentioned earlier. So, so Soraya it picks Tony Storm and you see the reaction from Sheeta. So going into this match, right? She She's pissed that she's not in it. You know, Soraya picked Tony Storm. Here's what I think is going to happen. Sheeta's going to come out. I think I know where you're going with this, but go ahead. Sheeta will, will do something to interfere, take out Tony Storm during the match. Uh, Sasha shows up. Fantasy booking. That's that's where I'm. I'm because even if it it has nothing to do with Sasha, Sheeta's getting involved in that match one way or another, and I think she's go, I think she's going to do it to take out Tony Storm because I don't think you can take out Soraya. But I think she's going to do it. She's going to do something to Storm. Yeah, well, of course, it's it's going to be most likely if Tony Storm is uh, or if someone is taken out, it's going to be Tony Storm. There's no yeah. Doubt. Um, yeah, man, it's just, you know, it, it's really going to be interesting over the next next week or so where because this is going to tell a lot of things. It's going to mm-hmm. tell, OK, like, you know, and obviously with the whole roster page, like I mentioned earlier, you know, it's like Sasha is truly a free agent. She is really out of her contract. Or right. Sasha Banks, if she doesn't show up, you know, she's still pretty much under contract. And um, because like I said, man, if she's under contract and she does this thing with AEW, like WWE would not allow that at all. They would right. not yeah, allow no. this at all. So this is, uh, they, you know, of- it's it was hard enough, you know, get, getting us uh, uh, Shinsuke over to New Japan. I'm, I'm sure that was yeah a lot of a lot of backstage politics. And yeah, there, there's nobody that's going to be allowed to go to work for AEW. Uh, hell no. Yeah, uh-huh. and then and of course this is going to tell a lot about AEW in their direction with the women's division because, like I said, man, uh, if 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 the rumblings are true and Mercedes Monet shows up in LA, um, and, or if she doesn't, um, that's that's going to be mm-hmm. that's Tony Khan's going to hear it. He truly yeah. he's going to hear it, man. So, but anyway, let's move on, man. Then we go into the uh, the Gun Club. They hit the ring to uh, quote unquote honor. <laughs> Uh, FTR. <laughs> FTR um the guns yeah taking shots at FTR um mm-hmm. you know talking and then moment of silence hits you know doing like a funeral type of shtick and then FTR's music hits but it was all a facade uh the gun club they're laughing like oh you shouldn't have seen the look on your face did you yeah know? yeah that type of thing I thought you know I thought it was you know it was kind of funny I yeah it was nothing, a nothing like I was like you know like going like you know loving like oh my god i'm loving this type of thing right but it was pretty cool yeah a little it was entertaining it was funny the gun club is the gun club um i'm not Mm -hmm. like too high or too low with them i'll be Uh, me neither yeah but yeah the top they make a reference saying top guns out uh i think at the end of this promo they also mentioned uh uh what did they say Uh, they will never work for where they will never work in aew ever Again, you know, FTR has speaking traveled, of FTR, yeah. FTR has traveled and won titles across the world, but not AEW though. <laughs> from uh right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So look, uh this segment was what it was. Um, you know, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't bad, but it, I'm not gonna say it was really good. It was in the middle. But here's right. the, I want to make a statement about FTR. And I said this about and Brian, I'm sure you saw this. I think I made this statement on on our Facebook page and on our social media platform. 
dude, FTR is just like there. This is a team that's supposed to be from fans all over the world as one of the greatest tag teams in professional wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. And in AEW, bro, they how can I look at a tag team that is supposed to be the second best tag team in the world if just last week they were losing, or maybe it was two weeks ago, last week or two weeks ago, they were losing to the gun club. Right. In less than like, dude, and they lose. I mean, the only thing they had that was had any sort of relevance was all the titles. And I don't think they have them anymore. I'm pretty sure they lost the the ROH titles. Yeah. And they lost the IWGP uh, Uh tag team titles. So they pretty much. So I think they they maybe still have the AAA titles. I don't think they have those either. I mean, I can go back and and double check just to be just to be sure, but I'm pretty sure they don't have those either. So gotcha. So yes, and that's what I mean. Like, and I made this statement weeks ago. You can put all of the titles on them, but Mm -hmm. yeah, here's the thing. Like, oh yeah, they're great in other promotions. They're great overseas. They're great doing this, but in AEW, they are irrelevant. I am sorry for any FTR fans that are listening. That that, that hurts a little bit. Hurts. <laughs> I, I'm so, I, no, I know. No, no, I hear you. I'm no, sorry. I see Listen, what you're saying I, I for sure. You, man. I love you, but I, I got to call it like it is, dude. Like yeah. they are an afterthought on this show. They just, and I liked FTR, man. I like when they first started um, with, uh, what was it? The pinnacle and stuff. And then they mm-hmm. went on their own and they become big baby faces. They right. Over and Tony Khan either just didn't know what else to do with them or just did not care it's one of the two and and it's just so disappointing man because like i said i like ftr um and yeah man like i said they're great in all these other promotions across the world but aew um and it's just really really disappointing to see um yeah and, and i don't know where ftr goes from here um i heard rumblings about their contract situation i don't know if it's true or hmm. not about this yeah, coming to yeah. an end but uh yeah it, so it's here just, yeah here's so my what disappointing. I, yeah, go, yeah. Ahead, go ahead brian i'm sorry go ahead and finish your thought man yeah it, it's just um it's it's just so it's just so disappointing man it really really is because this this is actually not a bad tag division but yet they hardly even like guys like you know what was what's that tag name see like they've been off television i can't even remember their names um what was it butcher and blade like that oh was, yeah like yeah that tag team obviously you have the acclaimed and and, and all that and and, and all mm-hmm. that stuff you had jurassic express but you know what it was time for jungle boy to be on his own and all that sure stuff. i love the feud between it was unfortunate that christian got injured that sort of thing um right and then of course <clears> then you had ftr that was at the top of your tag division and now they just look like they're going nowhere um, and it's just, it just sucks, man. I mean, yeah. this, this is the, again, the best, one of the, the second best tag team outside of the, or the best tag team outside of the Usos um, mm-hmm. in professional wrestling. And they're not booked as as booked as such. I don't care how great wrestlers they are, but nothing is going to make me care about FTR. If you're a going to make them lose to the gun club. Um, they've and, and 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 here's another thing too, Brian and I and I actually looked this up as well a few weeks ago. They have hardly even been booked on Dynamite. Period. If you see FTR yeah. lately on AEW television, it's either on Rampage or like ROH. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that's great. But when it comes to AEW Dynamite television, this is a fact, by the way. I mentioned this. They're b- before the Gun Club match. Uh-huh. Um, their last. Two on two. I'm not talking multi tag match. I'm not talking ROH. I'm talking specifically right. 
Dynamite, AEW Dynamite on Wednesdays. Their last tag match before the Gun Club a few weeks ago was back. You have to go all the way back to the beginning of April of 2022. Really? So look at, that look long? at their match history. Wow. Yeah, no, look no at idea. Their match history and you go through the list of tag uh-huh. matches in AW. It's been that long. I'm telling you. Wow. Uh, and since then, they've been in one on one matches. They have been in multi eight man, six man tag matches that lead uh-huh. to nothing. Right. And, 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 you know, it's just, I'm just so sick of this company trying to, you know, blow smoke and try to sell us that professional wrestling is a sport, you know, mm-hmm. because it's great wrestling. It's, it's one-on-one competition. We're going to see who the best wrestler in the world. Meanwhile, it's, it's, it's predetermined. It, none <laughs> of it matters. It's all about the development and the storytelling. It's a, it's a television. Yeah. Exercise. Right. It's a television show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So anyway, what? Go ahead. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, FTR. Um, so for me personally, they are my favorite tag team right now. Um, you know, granted, uh, you know, they're, they're just a throwback to me, to the Hart Foundation, to like uh, Arn and Ole Anderson. Um, and so, you know, it, it's, it's for sure a, a little bit of nostalgia for me. Um, but also I think they are so smooth in the ring together as a oh, tag. No. Um, the promos, you know, they're, they're not the greatest promo in the world, but you well, know, it is what it I is. I loved, and I'm going to end it with this too. Cause we, um, I do want to move along here too, but like I said, being in, like, and I'm sure there's FTR fans like yourself, Brian, and like, like more props to them. Like I said, I like to FTR. I'm not a, a huge fan of FTR, but I like them. I like their, mm-hmm. I actually loved their alignment with um tony blanchard um i I thought Mm -hmm. him as a i thought they worked so well together and they just they just they just you know they let it go they 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 had this split type of um segment where he they ftr pretty much fired him as their manager yeah that's when they became baby faces which they had a, a good little run and they were over for a few weeks two months but i liked like them as a heel team in blanchard Uh leading the helm being their their mouthpiece as a sword and they just they ended that for some odd and I, reason and i just was, a, that's a quick when mistake I, that's when, i'll be honest with you brian that was probably the last time i was really invested into ftr i enjoyed their their face run no doubt yeah um, they were over and it was cool to see but with tony blanchard man like that was just another level and, just, and I'll just end it with this that I, I I said Arn and Ole Anderson I meant to say Arn and Tully uh you yeah. know the, them as a tag although Arn and Ole oh, were yeah, a tag Tully. as well yeah um but yeah the only thing I can guess with FTR is so they've recently dropped all these titles you know I think maybe right now I think they're maybe just they're kind of taking a break a little bit you know and maybe that's the granted I would have maybe chosen somebody other than the gun club yeah um but yeah that's the only thing i can figure is maybe they're kind of taking a little r&r right now and that's why they dropped all the titles and they'll come back you know here in a couple months or whatever it may be um but yeah i i don't really like the loss to the to the gun club or or you know i, I don't yeah so I, I don't know where you go from there other than if in real life they're just actually going to heal up you know take some take some, take some time off the road by the way, I I think I said Tony and not Tully. I meant Tully. Sorry. If, yeah, yeah. Shout out to shout out. No, to I Tully. think you said Tully. 
I did I say Tully? Okay. If I said if I said Tony, I apologize. I meant Tully. <laughs> Tully Blanchard. Shout out to Tully Blanchard, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> anyway, let's move on, man. Uh, fifth match of the night. This was uh, Jade Cardgill and Red Velvet, the baddies, um, taking on Sky Blue and Kiera Hogan. This match was under seven minutes. Uh, during this match, Red Velvet pretty much leaves Jade Cardgill high and dry. And, you know, Jade Cardgill, she dusted herself off. She's like, bitch, I got this. What you talking about? And she right. hunts or kicks Kira Hogan's dome piece off. Yeah. Less than maybe 60 seconds after that happened and wins the match. Um, in under Again, that yeah. That, minute mark. That, so, yeah. Um, yeah. And then the segment in the match just ends abruptly, uh, which is really, really weird. It's just, you know, I, I don't understand why, like, these these matches in AEW, as soon as the match is over or a segment is over, mm-hmm. we immediately cut to commercial or we immediately cut to backstage or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, what makes professional wrestling really special, and again, I don't want to harp too much about this segment because whatever it's nothing that yeah crazy but i think it was the from in my opinion it was probably the it, not that it was horrible but it was a low point of the show for me yeah it, you know it's just you know like segments and matches need to like they need to have like they need to let breathe mm-hmm. like let some time like let people digest of what they just watched whether they right. like it or dislike it let people like think and digest. We just immediately just cut to commercial or just mm-hmm. cut to backstage. Like we, it's not just this. We see it all the time um, with AEW. Um, WWE does it every so often, but but W but AEW is a is a firm culprit with this. Where as soon as a segment or a match ends, um, all of a sudden you hear Excalibur saying, "All right, now let's go backstage with Tony Schiavone," and I'm like, "Bro, can I like?" Can I yeah. just like digest of what I just watched right. <laughs> first before you cut to commercial or backstage on me, you piece of crap. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Um, but that's just my two, my two cents there, man. And then uh, the last thing I'm going to say is, is Jade Cardgill. Um, Jade Cardgill, man, to me, I really, and I, and I know there's not a lot of Jade Cardgill fans out there like, Oh, she's, she's boring. She can't wrestle. She can't do this. All she has is a look. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I got, I just shake my freaking head, man. If you're not, if you really watch Jade Cargill and you telling me that all she is, is a pretty face and a pretty body. C- come, come on, man. I yeah. understand like her title reign for the, with the TBS championship could be better. I told, mm-hmm. I said the same thing about Bianca Belair uh, in uh, last episode of this and podcast. With the world title. Yeah. It doesn't like, listen, like it's, it's not just about holding the title. It's, the relevance and of the title reign itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but Jade Cardgill, man, but outside of that, man, um, Jade Cardgill um, has gotten better by the day. I like yeah. this undefeated streak that she's on. I want to wait for someone who is actually worthy um, to beat her in this undefeated mm-hmm. streak. And I think when that time does happen, it's definitely going to feel special. Now, Again, Tony Khan, I don't trust this dude. I don't trust this dude to, <laughs> to, you know, to deliver on this. But again, um, you know, he might just put it smack dab in the middle of a, of a dynamite, you know, because, you know, instead of building matches to pay-per-views, let's put him in the middle of a dynamite. Right, know? right. But anyway, uh, before I, uh, I uh, go to you, Brian, um, I think Jade Cardgill has done a tremendous job, man. And I just don't mm-hmm. understand, 
like I understand if you're not, if you're not a fan of Jade Cargill, that's one thing. I understand that if you're if she's not your cup of tea, I say the same thing about Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet. If she's not your mm-hmm. cup of tea, if you don't like her, that's totally fine. I don't care. Yeah. But you can't sit here in my face tell me that Jade Cargill, since she's debuted, when she debuted, that was a different story. But you can't tell me by the day she is not becoming into a star. Yeah, you know? yeah. But your your thoughts, yep. so I'm gonna let you have the floor, Brian. Go ahead. Yeah, I feel pretty much the same way. I mean, regarding the match and the segment, um, you know, it, I, I think it was the low point of the show. But again, yeah. so I'm I'm a fan of, of Jay Cargill as well. Um, somewhat, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm not heavily invested in her. But again, to your point, um, you go back into when she debuted or even when she had the title put on her, her a year ago versus her now, I mean, it's night and day difference. It's so much better, you know, so give her a props i mean okay you, you might not like to see the title on her or she might not be your favorite wrestler but what she has is improved tremendously mm-hmm. you know so you know go with that you know what that's that's part of you know the wrestling fandom or fandom of anything really um that i, I just don't really jive with is you know to put it in, in in terms of baseball, I'm a Yankee fan, right? Hate the Red Sox. I mean, I hate them, but they're a damn good franchise. Like, I got to give them the props, you know? Uh, Baltimore Ravens fan, hate the Steelers, but they're a great freaking franchise, you know? And historically throughout the years, of course, I'm rooting against them. But, man, just give them some respect, you know? The, she's earned it. You know, she's not, she's not a, a, a champion or a, a world champion yet. But, you know, coming from where she was a year ago, uh, shit, yeah, she's 10 times better, you know? Yeah, um, and the last thing I'll say about the match is uh, kind of going back to what was that, um, the false finish with uh, the acclaimed. I think it in this match, you know, when uh, Red Velvet kind of, you know, left her on her loan, you know, then it was like, a, yeah, like literally 10, 15 seconds afterward, you know, Cargill's cleaning up. Maybe that could have been a little bit longer and, and drawn out like, oh, shit, you're leaving me. Maybe, you know, they get the upper hand on Cargill because now she's solo. But, you know, it was what it was. It's It, it wasn't bad. It, it was in the middle of the road for me. Yeah, no doubt. By the way, shout out to Jade Cargill. She's doing tremendous work, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, shout out to her. And she's got the body of a freaking god. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. That she <laughs> so like, I, like I'm in good shape. Hands man. down, I'm a, she's I'm got trainer, I mean it's... I'm a coach and all that stuff. Like I I for me myself, I say I've a I have a pretty good physique, but hers is night and day better than most men. That's just yeah. I mean, for for throughout women's division anywhere, I mean, I can't think of somebody that has Bianca a better Belair physique, man. Close. She's yeah, close, Belair. but even I would say Cargo is put up a I actually put up a poll on Instagram uh-huh. saying like, you know, who has the better physique? Is it Jade Cardgill or Bianca Belair? And I think Bianca won it, but it was not by much. It was like, mm-hmm. it was like 60, 40 or 55 to 45%. Yeah, yeah man. Jade yeah. Cardgill is that girl, man. I just hope that they have something for her once this whole, uh, I mean, she's wrestling sky. Listen, she's wrestling sky blue and Kira Hogan. They, they don't really have anything for her. I wish they just have something for her moving forward. If you're going to put her on television, uh, great. Just make sure if you have something for her. If not, then just don't put her on television. Um, and here's another thing with with women's uh, wrestling, the women's division throughout. And this is just a little throwaway, my my personal opinion, whatever. Can we like not name them? Or and I I don't know if they're coming up with their names on their own. 
I don't mean to offend anybody if they are, but like the red velvet, sky blue, you know, come up with something. I mean, red, that's, that's a, it's a color, you know, I I, I, I totally, I totally get it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right, man, we move on. Um, So uh, then was the main event before we get into the main event. uh, Some matches from battle of the belts were announced uh, the acclaimed versus uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal now a no holds bar match, which I believe is also a another tag title match. Um, not the biggest fan of rematches, but you know what? The the way that the match was done earlier the night, I don't mind it. I don't know if I'm gonna be. I might. I don't know if exactly if we'll cover this. Maybe we'll bring it up in in the in the cold open when we go over SmackDown on Saturday. But um, right. of course, there's Jade Cardgill versus Sky Blue. Um, for the TBS title, and then Orange Cassidy versus uh, Kip Saban for the All Atlantic Championship. So they, that mm-hmm. was matches announced for Battle <clears> of the Belts. So uh, moving on to the main events, the main event was Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. This match, when I timed it, was under nine minutes. And oh, Darby sweet. Allen, mm. is that what you yeah. got? Yeah, but yeah, uh, nine, ten at least, minutes. At least maybe around under ten. I could be wrong, but I, I yeah, under ten. Minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah. So Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. Darby Allen wins this match and becomes your new TNT champion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Let, let me start. Let me start Glenn, with this. One. <laughs> I want. I want you to start this off. Well, actually, hold on. Before, before, before I send it to you, I will describe the match. Uh. So. Samoa Joe, as he's coming to the ring, he puts his hand on somebody um, outside. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a fan or a friend of Darby's, um, but there was some little confrontation there before Darby does a suicide dive from uh, from the ring to the outside. Um, yeah, and then the match ends up starting when they finally get into the ring. Like I said, this match was right under the nine-minute mark. Darby Allen wins this match via two coffin drops from the top rope. I have a lot to say, but I'm going to save it. Brian, go ahead. Yeah, I, I kind of do to do too with this one. So I, I went from, oh man, it, it was a roller coaster for me. I I loved it. I hated it. It kind of loved it again at the end, and I'll get to why. All right. So Darby Allen, I like Darby Allen. Um, I, you know, I think he's unique in a way that you know they're just there's nobody like him. With that being said, him and wrestlers of his ilk or size, I'm just really, really tired of seeing, you know, Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe or Wardlow or somebody that's just going to kick their ass for 10 minutes, throw them from pillar to post. Um, and then yet somehow most of the time Darby's going to find some way to, to pull it out. And gosh, I don't know where to go from here. So, so with Darby Allen, man, I, I hope, and, and he's one of those guys, I guess you, you can't change his style. I just hope that he is able to remain healthy as long as he can, you know, because what he does to his body, you know, yeah, oh, no, man, I, it's, I a, it's ridiculous for him for that, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Much respect. I just hope he can remain healthy long-term because, eventually that's going to catch up. Um, So I'll say that, uh, you know, about that. So I I wasn't, you know, going into the match, I was like, you know, well, how's it? Because Joe just got the titles, you know, 
I don't even think maybe a month ago. 47 days. 47 days. That's okay. How long his title reign has been. Gotcha. 47 days. So oh, let me let me go back. I'm sorry. So the the kid at the at the beginning, so I didn't learn this until after the the show went off the air. So apparently that was the son of somebody that maybe has had trained or had something to do with Darby Allen's career. I did um, hear that. Okay. And yeah. I think maybe the the father, I, I think maybe he passed away. Rest in peace. Trainer. If that's okay. If, if yeah, that's I, I heard what the situation that, yeah. was. So mm-hmm. I think that was a, a real life, you know, event where, you know, he because Darby Allen went over to the same kid in the beginning and, you know, they had a little moment. Um, and then Joe comes out and, you know, he's the heel playing the heel part, you know, whatever. Um, so I think with this match, again, it might have been just the the hometown booking, because, again, he's from up there as well. And you saw the celebration after he he won the match going off the air, which I love that part, kind of the, the celebration, the, the basking in that as we were talking about last week with with WWE kind of just ends and goes off the air and and that's it. Whereas AEW, you know, it was kind of like a, you know, lo- allowed you to sit in the moment for a minute, celebrate. Um, and then I guess after all, they went off the air, the kid came in the ring and, you know, they kind of had a moment or another celebration there. And that's how I heard about that whole scenario. Back to the match itself, though. Um, you know, like you said, the first two minutes of the match was all, it didn't even start. It was all outside, you know, violence and carnage and whatever. Um, and again, here's what my, my problem with, with Darby and going up against these bigger guys, like, all right, the, the, the coffin drop as a finisher, it's garbage, bro. <laughs> like wh- who, what, what is that? Like maybe a, a move for, you know, somewhere in the middle of the match, but your finisher against a guy like Joe, even if you hit it twice like that. So two coffin drops put out Samoa Joe. I mean, there were some other things involved in it for sure, but what do you you're asking a at? lot from the audience to to suspend the disbelief there. And how do you, you know think what that I'm saying? Makes Wardlow look too, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Looks like yeah. a schmuck, doesn't he? Right. Um, so, so that's where I'm going with that. At, at by the end of the show, uh, just because I guess maybe for the feel good moment in the hometown, I do like Darby as a performer. Really, and and since he's you know he's one of the AEW AEW original you know kind of young talent new talents that nobody had ever heard of that AEW has has built you know to what Darby Allen is or who he is, um. So yeah, that, I mean I, I thought the match was fine. Uh, you know I guess I, I'm okay with Darby being the champ again. You know I kind of like that. It's just the you're not beating Samoa Joe with two coffin drops, you know, it just, so I don't know that that's kind of where, where I'm at with it. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll let you go ahead and talk and hear your thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Bring them on, man. Bring them on. (laughs) Oh, where do I start, Brian? Where, Where do I, where do I start? First of all, I don't know if people realize this or not, but we actually saw this match three to four weeks ago. For the same title, yeah. So again, it, first of all, the 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 fact that we're getting this match again four weeks in a, in the future after this match has already happened already doesn't make sense to me. Like mm-hmm. I'm seeing another match that I just saw four weeks ago 
Right. It's just like, again, it's redundancy type of booking that just pisses me off to no absolute end. And like, like I said before, um, Samoa Joe, a 47 day title reign in the Mm -hmm. middle of a dynamite. It is just so freaking disappointing. I mean, this is Samoa Joe, you know, we, I, I mentioned Wardlow. I mean, I mean, again, I say the same thing with Keith Lee earlier. How do you mess up Wardlow? This dude was so freaking over. Mm-hmm. He was so freaking over against MJF. MJF yeah. put him on the map. Tony Khan has done everything in his power. I'm not saying purposely, but just his right, right. to ruin this freaking guy. And he did yeah. it yet again, and he's not even on the show. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, bro, you have Darby Allen. And again, no shade to Darby Allen. I, I, like I said before, I have a lot of respect for Darby Allen, but you're, you're really going to sit here to, as a fan to give me Darby Allen winning the TNT championship to end your show, to end the night of your show, Darby Allen. I mean, what are we doing? It's bad. See, I'm, I'm okay with him ending the show just in, in the context of how it ended and what it actually like, was. I don't like Darby Allen ending the show. I like Darby okay. Allen. He's not yeah. a main event. I'm sorry. He's not there. I'm sorry. He's, he's, he just is not it. Yeah, fair Samoa enough. Yeah. Joe is a different story. Samoa Joe is freaking Samoa Joe. Yeah. Darby Allen to me, he, is he decent? Okay. I'll give him decent to good, but is mm-hmm. he a guy you put in your main event? Like, Darby Allen going off in your main event. I'm sorry. I, I'm not, I'm not on board with it. Um, it, it just, it's just, <laughs> Oh my God. I, I mean, and like I said, man, I mean, a four, I mean, we, you know, we talked about, you know, Wardlow's booking Ward, Wardlow is slowly getting ruined by the day. And, and this guy I, doesn't even I, come on the show. Yeah. And I, I hope he can get back on track. This guy looked like a schmuck. Right. And, and it's just, it is so aggravating and then, but then at least we have Samoa Joe, right? Samoa Joe, he's got two titles, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's looking dominant, you know, well, what, you know, now what? This yeah. dude just lost the title within four, with, with not, not even, not even like, what was it? Six, not, not even two months, a month, yeah. and, hardly a month and a half. Right. And the snap of a finger in the middle of it, in, the, in, in on, on a dynamite show, it's mm-hmm. gone. Yeah. And, That's and what that, I, you know. I, I don't know if there was any because it's because it's a new year, it's a new setup. So you have a new champion. Okay, like right. It's just you make, and this is under nine minutes. You're telling me Samoa if Samoa Joe is beating Wardlow, because Wardlow mm-hmm. is a beast, right? Sure, like yeah. Wardlow not he's built like a beast. He has that. So you're telling me he beats Wardlow, and this and Darby Allen is beating this guy in under nine minutes. Right. Really? With a coffin drop. With with a cough with a with two <laughs> coffin drops, bro. I, I mean, I don't know what Tony Khan I don't know if Tony Khan just want, was booking this show just to get a cheap reaction from the crowd because there's a title change and it's the new year. And again, that's what you know, I don't know if that had something to play I'm into done, it, but the hometown crowd. I, I'm done with fans blowing you know, blowing smoke up Tony Khan's ass saying how he's a great booker and AW is is this I'm done, man. I mean, this is this, this show to me has gotten it to the best AEW since it started. Mm-hmm. I believe to me was when it was um, pre pandemic and even pandemic era. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In my opinion, ever since uh-huh. they've, 
ever since the pandemic era ended, Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. This show, this product hasn't gotten better. It's gotten worse. It really has. And I'm going to also say this too, and I and this is going to back my point up. We put people in like Sky Blue, right? Mm-hmm. Who else was in this was in this show? AR Fox, Action Andretti. And I've said multiple times, I'll give Action Andretti a chance. I give all these guys a chance, right? Uh-huh. Who, who else was 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 in the show? Um, like Tony Nese. Uh, Red Velvet, Tony Nese. But yet we leave guys off like Lance Archer, mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston, Miro. House of, oh, Black, mirror, House of Black. Oh, we'll get it. The Guys, future. House of Black. House of Black can't even get on the show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but yet Tony Khan has time to put in his gymnastic type talent, like top flight and freaking action Andretti. But mm-hmm. you have nothing for 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 Eddie Kingston. You have nothing for Lance Archer. You have nothing for Miro. That is pathetic. Yeah, and it's so I, I can't, I can't debate that. Yeah, Brian, it pisses me off. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting frustrated because I want to see this company succeed. If I'm gonna trash WWE for the stuff that they do wrong, I have to come on here and say the same thing about AEW. Mm-hmm. The fact that you're selling me that Darby Allen is ending your show and beating Samoa Joe in under nine minutes is mind-boggling. Yeah, I, I hear it you with that. Yeah, Joe looked awful. It Wardlow. makes Wardlow even worse. Mm-hmm. And what? And where are you going with Darby Allen? Because you better give. You better start booking Darby Allen like a star at this point. Yeah. Because now, and because I, I just, I just don't understand what they're doing. I, I don't understand it, man. I hear um, you. Yeah, and just, and I'm gonna end it with this, <clears throat> and I'm gonna go back to you, Brian, to end it. Um, it's just. It's just so disappointing. Like there is so much talent. I said this on my first AEW live stream on my Instagram. They have so much talent on this mm-hmm. roster. Even they really, they talent. really, really do. Even a lot, even too much talent. Like Tony Khan is like, like overflowed with. Yeah, has gone overboard with with talent, and uh-huh. it, it's just like you have all this great other talent that can 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 put the company on your back and right they're not even being used it mm-hmm. makes no it makes no sense to me dude but let's put the guys in that can do cool flips and dives and that can do cool move sets and all this bullshit because that's what it is brian it's it, yeah, it's bullshit i feel you um but yeah man it, it, like i said man i said it before if i if i'm gonna and i'm gonna end it with this i'm gonna send this off to you if i'm gonna come on here and i'm gonna talk you know, criticize WWE. I'm doing the same thing with AEW. I call things right down the middle. I call it the way it is, and I don't sugarcoat it. This mm-hmm. show was outside of MJF and um, Brian Danielson and their little segment and some little sprinkles here and there. Like I, I said about the the Jeff Jarrett backstage in the in the match. Yeah. Outside of that, from start to finish, this show was mid. Oh, well, just to start. So I'll put it a little over mid, like I said in the beginning, I I felt um, overall, uh, you know, seven, eight, maybe if if I'm pushing it, but I I I was entertained when I mean by what I mean by mid, it's not bad. I'm not putting Uh it in bad. I'm not, but I'm not going to sit here and put it into 
good. I'm not going right. to put it into yeah. great. It's I hear just, you. It was decent. It was right. average. It was mid. That's what I mean by mid. Go, go I got ahead. you. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so just to close out the show, like, yeah, I, I don't know where where they're going with Darby Allen. You know, I guess we'll see. Or or Wardlow or, or Samoa Joe, for that matter. Um, and a couple other names you mentioned there. Uh, Miro. Oh, man, perfect example. When he came over to AEW and the whole, um, you know, my God and, and that whole character. He, uh, I he mean... Started- he started off as like a gamer, like a gamer, like yeah, gamer that's right, because he was uh the was best man or something. With Kip Sabian, right, right. It's like yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's a great way to debut. Uh, yeah, you know. so but, yeah, but, hey, but me... they got it, but hey, they fixed him. And right, my mistake. So that's how television. he, right, that's how he 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 debuted. But then once he you know broke away from that and the the character development with the um, I can't even remember what he was calling it now. But I loved it. I mean, I was hooked. And then, yeah, I, I maybe he got a legit injury at some point. I don't know if that has anything to do with why he's still not really there. And I, I, I want to say, I thought I had seen him like a month or so ago, month and a half, do a little vignette promo. Um, but then I haven't seen anything else from him. So it, it sounded like, oh, he's getting ready to make a return. You know, nothing. Uh, House of Black as well. I mean, so many things you could do with them. And I think Alistair Black is a great talent. Um, I didn't know much and still don't know much about um, Brody King, but I mean, he fits in that group, you know, for, for what it is. Um, but yeah, th- there's there's more than a handful of, I think, legit top superstars that just yeah you're you're not seeing them on the show and, and i don't know why um so so i'll, I'll give you that uh you know, for sure you're you're definitely not wrong in the, about that my aspect why i like aew so much so wwe right you know now they're a publicly traded company you know disney and you know all affiliations or, or whatever broadcasting so i WWE, I don't think, can ever go back to a position kind of like the Attitude Era because now you have sponsors and they're, you know, certain aspects are more kid-friendly and so you can't have the cursing, the blood, the storylines that really got me hooked during the Attitude Era, which I feel like, right, the edginess of it, which AEW, I, I feel they're they're taking that's that's their spot that's that's their wheelhouse and it's kind of that's just what i like personally um so but i I get your point and i probably should know this is tony khan the the final or maybe only booker or is it i mean does omega and the bucks have something to do with it or you know i don't know i heard tony khan books these shows by himself okay it's a problem because this dude needs help he needs a team for sure somebody because these shows are not getting better i understand look these shows may look good on paper you're thinking wow Mm -hmm. you know jericho and starks oh wow great match right you look at oh a tag title match oh and a tnt title match this is gonna be a great show but when you dissect it the way we've dissected you're thinking maybe it's not as great as i originally thought it was you know what i mean and that's what i yeah for sure that's what i mean i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and and go overboard and say this was a bad show because it wasn't. I can't, I, I can't sit here and honestly say that it was because it, it wasn't. Right. But I'm not gonna sit here and 
glamour about it saying that it was good or great when I just dissected this or we dissected this match by match, segment by segment, and, and call this good. Because like I said in, in last uh, last episode of this podcast, we we know we've seen good. We've seen even great mm-hmm. from from professional wrestling. Yeah. So my bar, and I'm sure your bar is too, very, very it's high. It's pretty high. Yeah. It's high. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna lower my bar, man. Um again, I'm not again, I'm not gonna call, I'm not gonna be that big of an asshole and say that it was bad, <laughs> but I'm, but I can't sit here and lie to people's faces and say that this was good, man. So, so and I guess for me, maybe for me, maybe I'm taking it, uh, you know, from the standpoint of, um, you know, when I say for me, it was like a seven or eight, I, I do that mostly, or at least I, I did in this moment, uh, comparing it to, to raw, you know, that we just finished. So Maybe maybe I was a little bit generous with the seven or eight. I, I really did like the show. I thought it was excellent. But so on a scale of one to ten, if I'm, you know, like I said, I thought Raw this past week was like a two or three, and and AEW being a seven or eight. Not that it was like that. Obviously, I've seen better shows. You know, obviously, but I guess just when comparing the two, I guess that's where I'm make, maybe making a distinction that maybe you're not. So, because I, I see what you're saying, it wasn't. Uh, I, I get it. You know, there there wasn't anything like super super amazing about the show. But if I'm yeah. comparing it to what I saw in Raw yeah. Monday, oh no, oh oh, abs- oh, dude, like, dude, my morning yeah. shit is better than freaking- <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Uh yeah, man. I think that's a great way to to wrap things up. Show, yeah, absolutely. Way to say. It. All right, man, guys, that has been episode number two of Ruthless Talk, man. AEW Dynamite, man, Wednesday. January 4th, 2023. Brian, thank you so much, man. Um, again, this has been uh, a tremendous, tremendous journey, man. That is only go- that is just the beginning, man. Um, I want to thank everybody again for um, following us on social media and following us on this journey, man. Um, like I said, man, our, our number one goal is to become a voice in this platform and to be honest uh, and to give us our honest feedback to you guys, the fans, and to the wrestlers, because I'm sure, you know, the way social media is now in today, I'm sure there's a lot of wrestlers that tune into this type of stuff. So, you know, my my message to them is is to is you know, you know, like I said, my bar is high, you know, and and mm-hmm. these guys have tremendous talent, and my bar is high for a lot of these wrestlers. So, um, I hope people can understand and they come to a good light from where I'm coming from, and of course, Brian, where uh, where Brian is coming from as well, man. But I appreciate all of you guys, man. Uh, tune in episode three. This will it'll be Saturday. Saturday is when episode three will drop. We are going to be talking uh, SmackDown Friday night SmackDown um, on Friday, and we will mm-hmm. we'll talk about it, man. Oh, Definitely looking forward to that. It, so. I expect some uh, Bray Wyatt L.A. Night. Uh, yep. I'm seeing look, you know, all what's jazz, coming next. Man. Yep, all that jazz. It's going to be a lot of fun to cover. And also, of course, man, don't forget, we will be doing our top five list at the end of this review. So we will talk about who our top five wrestlers are uh, week by week. We're going to be starting with this week about and this and also this list um, is also really, really cool because this could be any wrestler from any promotion, you know, so we can we can can, uh, it could be from WWE. It could be from AEW. It could be from New Japan, TNA. 
So this is from all over the world, man. And this is coming mm-hmm. from our honesty, not just from our favorites. We're not just going to come on here and just list our favorite wrestlers because that would just be easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, we will give you guys our top five lists. You know, the list, these lists are fluid. You know, as mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith from First Take would say, this the list is fluid. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, man, that'll be a, a lot of fun, man. Um, and and let me know what you, the fans uh, and the viewers uh, think of, of, of this stuff, man. Uh, we're looking forward to it to give you guys that type of content. And like I said, we'll be reviewing SmackDown. But yeah, man, we are about to get off, man. We are signing off. My name is James Porcelli. Brian Thomas. And again, and thank you, James. Thank you to the viewership. Yes, sir. And this has been episode number three or episode number two. And we are signing off saying salute and peace out, guys. Peace out.